everybody, welcome to the Midlife Gamers, the show about two guys in their 30s talking video games. My name is Corey Beasley, and as always, joining me on controller number two is my good buddy Ashton Strong. Ashton, Yo. how are you? I'm doing eh. Eh? <laughs> We're supposed to keep this hype. I know, it's supposed <laughs> to be hype, but I'm going to be honest with everybody. I think I might be slightly depressed, but you know, it's okay. Oh, oh. Yeah. Now let's, let's, hey, let's pump the brakes for a second. Pump let's the pump those brakes. What's going on, dude? Oh, well, you know, nothing. Just life stuff. Just life it's stuff? It's just, like, general. <sighs> it's a bummer. It's a bummer for sure. But sorry to hear that, dude. Well, hopefully, yeah, fine. hopefully we get talking about some video games. They'll cheer we you up We are going to talk bit. about good stuff. Yes. It's going to be exciting. I just want to be honest with everybody. Hey, <laughs> what's up? Do you like the sound of my raspy voice? <laughs> I think everybody loves the sound of your voice by now. I bet. <laughs> I bet they do. But besides that, I've been streaming. I've been recording. I've been making videos for YouTube. I have to set them up and properly put them on a release schedule. But there are exclusives that will only be found on there, i.e. I'm playing through Control. And soon I will be playing through Doom. And those will be exclusive just for YouTube. Nice. Um, there should be content constant flowing at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock, one episode I mean, two episodes a day, um, it will be random. It won't always be the same thing, too. It will be like a different kind of episode from every other day. So one day, say, it will be Mega Man. The next day, no Mega Man. Nice. But the day after, Mega Man. Don't, don't. Mm. But yeah, besides that, you know, I'm all right. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, I know we've really been trying to get the, the YouTube channel going. You and I have both been plugging away at some stuff. You more so have been putting together some gaming videos and stuff. Well, I've been more or less trying to put together some tutorial videos on how to do things from getting yourself set up with a streaming to just tutorials on gaming it's themselves. So Yeah, I got um, a green screen for it. I know. Which I will do anime reviews, hopefully at least once a week. That's the plan, everybody. The plan. I, I He's a man with a plan. I am a man with a plan. Will I stick to it? Maybe. Speaking of speaking of new anime, there, um, I uh, I heard, and I know we should save this for the entertainment section, but I heard there was a new My Hero coming. Huh? I heard something about a new My Hero, about a class one B or something like that. Is there? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear this. Yeah, and so. that you should be surprised by this because. <laughs> I love my hero. It would make sense if it was about Class B, yeah. One B. Yep. I mean, that's what it seems like it's going to be. I was just when I was doing some research for tonight's episode, it kind of popped up, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I should put this on the list." But I kind of figured you'd know about it already. I, would not. <laughs> I only stick to. Uh, I'm only anime only. Uh, so like, I've seen the four seasons. I look forward to season five next year. And I've seen the two movies, but I don't really try to look for any news about it because I'm terrified of spoilers. Yeah. This is the only no, thing fair. I care about spoilers. That's fair. That is the fair. only thing. Anything else you could be like, hey, you know, uh, Luke dies. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, I, when I was doing research on the reason why they came up is because... Uh, in, for whatever reason, in the, the the gaming news, I guess it was a popular website that people were getting pirated versions yeah, of anime. That, that got, got, got down. shut down. Yeah, so uh, Kiss Anime, Kiss Anime got closed. Kiss, okay. 
Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've never used it before. Last time I, I downloaded an anime was probably in the early days of, like, kick-ass torrents. So. I mean, sometimes I still do. Not saying all the time. <laughs> Just saying the stuff that hasn't released in America yet, you, and you, I'm, like, you, impatient. You own the physical copies, right? Right, Ashley? You own them. Yeah. I mean, for the for the seasons <laughs> of My Hero. Yeah, yeah. sure. No, I'm dead. Trying to trying to protect you here, Sin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come at me, copyrights. Don't, please. I don't have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I don't want to serve ten years in prison. DCMA banhammer thrown down in you. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be horrible. I only do it sometimes. Some, sometimes. I, mean, I think I think we all do a little bit. Not, like, trying, most not trying to promote piracy here, but <laughs> most stuff are on streaming sites, yeah. legal or not legal ones. So like, you don't really need to download anything in modern age. But yeah, Kiss Anime gone. I know a lot of people that watch their anime on there. So like, I don't know what they're gonna do. I know a lot of people that also read manga off of Kiss Manga. Yeah, that was another thing I was reading saying that it wasn't just the anime that they were getting manga off it as well. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. well, well, my week. I uh, have been doing a lot of streaming as well. It's actually been a very, very productive week as far as growth has gone for our channel. Um, mm -hmm. We are getting very, very close for this channel reaching affiliate, and mm -hmm. I couldn't be happier. Um, it's been through just a lot of networking and a lot of uh, just general communication with other streamers and getting involved with the right people. Um, uh, there's been a lot of support from different streamers that I've connected with um, and not just not just following the channel like they're actually popping into our streams and watching things and providing feedback and it's been great uh, one community that I really want to give a plug here to is the CR gaming community uh, it's a discord that I joined uh, less than a week ago and I gotta tell you right now the guys in there are super helpful um, everybody in there has been super helpful so far from providing ideas on you know, how to, how to stream, what games to stream. Uh, there's graphic designers in there that are making logos and banners and overlays for people. Uh, there's people who are just teaching you in general, just, just about how to like network and, and stuff. And it's great. Everybody in there supports each other. And we've, uh, we've gotten quite a few of them to pop into our streams and it's, uh, it's been awesome. So if you are someone, and I'm talking to all you listeners out there, if you are someone who definitely is interested in getting into streaming, um, definitely it is a community that I would check out. They, they're all over social media now. Their Twitter page just went up today. Um, their Instagram is, is being modified, but it is the CR gaming community. And um, the Discord is invite only. Um, I can try and talk to the guys on there too to see if maybe we can get invite links posted somewhere on our social media because their goal is to grow. Their, their goal is to make one of the biggest communities out there that can help fellow streamers help small streamers um it's so they've been a great 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 group of, group of guys and girls uh most of them are based in the uk so there's been a little bit of a time zone difference when talking to them with stuff but awesome awesome people so definitely i highly recommend anyone even even if you're not going to stream you just want a cool community to just talk about video games with check out the CR gaming community they are awesome awesome people so but before we move on in the show as every week, 
we recap our two truths and a lie from the f previous week. Last week, Ashton had his two truths and a lie. So, Ashton, why don't you go ahead and roll down those again, please? It was about my first experiences with any form of media or genre. Um, here they are. First comic book I ever owned. Uh, X-Men Issue 1, Volume 2. First RPG I've ever played. Final Fantasy. First anime I've ever seen. Gigantor. Can you guess which one was the lie? I'm going to go with the Final Fantasy one. Did you know I owned Transformers first? I owned a lot of Transformers comics before I owned... Uh, mm. Before I owned an X-Men one. I mm. did own an X-Men uh, first issue volume two. Uh, that's when everyone fought against Magneto in the issue. I opened it up one day just to look at the pages and the staples literally rotted away and it fell apart in my hands. It was like the most delicate, like the ancient scrolls of the Dead Sea was in my <laughs> hands and it turned to dust. I'm not even kidding when I said it like fell apart. Like it literally just decayed in my hands and I was like, well, there's that. <laughs> but sad. uh yeah i did yeah. eventually play final fantasy i didn't play rpgs till a little bit later in my life but i did play final fantasy i didn't beat it or anything i did play it though it was my official one and and in terms of gigantor i used to watch black and white episodes of it way back when mm -hmm. when i didn't like they used to ha play these like Kind of like on Nick at Night, but like yeah. just they used to just play older black and white cartoons, and that was the first anime I've ever saw. Gigantor, <laughs> Gigantor, <laughs> Space Age robot. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing those. I remember. Oh man, childhood was good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Repeats. Yeah, I grew up like in this weird era where like. I Love Lucy was, like, a main show in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm 30, not, like, 60, so. Hey, man, 8 p.m. rolled around, Team Nick came on, 8.30, it was Nick at night. <laughs> yep. Don't forget Snick. Uh, yes, and Snick, too. Yeah, but did, was the Snick only on the weekends? On Saturday Yeah, only. Saturday only. That's right, when you were allowed to stay up late. <laughs> you felt like a rebel on Saturday night. <laughs> I did. I was like, hey, check out these real cool, like, roundhouse. There was, like, sketch comedy yeah, for kids. There was. There and it's was. just like, that's weird. <laughs> this hey, is weird. I hey. didn't really grasp the humor of it, but I never really got into like Teen Nick or anything like that. It's like once eight o'clock hit, it's like oh, it's over. <laughs> it's like, is it Friday? Is it time for TGIF? <laughs> I want to watch some Family Matters. <laughs> I love Family Matters because families matter. Who didn't love Family Matters? I don't know. Racists. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't argue with that one. <laughs> It's just, there is no truer statement probably nope. <laughs> that's pretty much it too yeah. like if if you just were chill dude you probably liked it or step by step oh step day by, step. by day fresh start over <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna sing the whole theme. I I'm just gonna hum it. I don't know the words. We'll make it better the second time oh, round. <laughs> oh, that just makes me feel 
so much better just like doing this podcast that you can find on spotify apple google wherever you listen to your podcast number two shameless plug number two what number one officially on the recording if you want to hear the first one you gotta make sure you gotta see it live or the vods you gotta check us out live that's true 9 30 p.m eastern twitch.tv slash mlg podcast right here you're doing it you're getting it. <laughs> See, I just put in shameless plug number two. <laughs> Technically number three. We're always plugging. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into some news. Breaking news coming Beep. from the Call of Duty world. A, uh, a franchise that I have a in and out relationship with. Um, Never heard of it. What's Call of Duty? <laughs> I mean, Ashton, I think you're on the same fence as me. Is like the last valuable Call of Duty to us, and I'm and I'm only saying this from a standpoint of that I have not played like Advanced Warfare or Black Ops Three or any of the remasters of of Modern Warfare I've, One or Two. I've legit sat down and played two of the like twenty plus titles. I think there's. I think, I think it's like twenty seven. No, or some nonsense. there's 18. 18. 18? 18. All right. Eighteen is the number. Yes. Um, World at War was the, that was that was my jam. That was my game. I really liked that game. I ended up being more of a fan of the of the Treyarch developed Call of Duties because it did seem like there was more of a care for. A campaign and a storyline that was going to span across multiple games as and don't get me wrong like the single player campaign and modern warfare and modern warfare 2 were good but it just it 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 lacked the depth that you got from world at war i mean world at war just i mean if it felt like you were like playing in a war movie almost yeah and I really enjoyed World at War, so I have been a fan of the games that Treyarch has made. I just I fell out of Call of Duty in general, just between the fact of lack of time and the Call of Duty games have never been annual releases. Are yeah, just... yeah. I mean, I, I had to choose between Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty, and I never was one of those guys who was able to jump online and get really good at a game, you know. And that's what Call of Duty was all about. And like people, the multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, it got to a point where people were just like, "Don't even make campaign mode anymore. Just just make multiplayer." Well, you got it with Warzone now, so be happy. <laughs> um, but breaking news out of there is the new Call of Duty that will be being released here this fall is going to be called Black Ops Cold War. And I thought it was kind of interesting how they actually marketed this. Um, they did it through Easter eggs within the Warzone game uh, through very Cold War style codes that they gave out to people you had to find in the game and they had to punch them in at certain spots in it when you were in matchmaking or, or you know battle royale or, or whatever in, in war zone there um but they also for certain influencers sent them actual like projectors with slides and the slides had like cryptic messages in them and all of this were supposed to be like clues like keying you into what the new Call of Duty was going to be about. And now we find out through this teaser trailer today that it is Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War. And it's weird that it's called a, it's a Black Ops game because it would be the first one technically. Well, I'm pretty sure everything was set. I, I think I think the Black Ops title now is they're trying to do more for the Treyarch team to differentiate themselves from the 
um, Infinity Ward team. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, like, the Call of Duty name becomes an even smaller little title that's attached to these games where one franchise just becomes Black Ops and the other franchise becomes, you know, Modern Warfare or, or something like that. Warfare. Um, yeah, just something, something different, because I, I feel like, you know, you've got, you do have two different styles of a shooter in in how they make the games, so I think, like, they're just trying to really minimize that Call of Duty title and try and really focus on, okay, this is Black Ops. Like, we're not calling this Call of Duty, this is Black Ops. We're not calling this Call of Duty, this is Modern Warfare. Um, so, I mean, that's just my opinion on it. But um, what I thought was interesting about this trailer for this game is that the trailer uh, centered around a Soviet spy by the name that goes by the name of Perseus. And I mean, basically, the whole thing is a mix of little in-game scenes plus real television scenes from mm. during the time of the Cold War. And like all of it's really talking about like like how the Soviet Union had decades long plans to basically dismantle the United States. And what I'm curious about with this game is, are you playing as the Soviet dude? Like, is that how it's going to be? Is it going to be those games? It'd be cool. Like, and that's what I thought too. That's what I thought is like, that'd be awesome. Kind of, if you're playing as a Soviet spy during the cold war, but I mean, he could be a double agent in the long run, but it'd be cool not to play as the American side of a story. Yep. Cause I feel like that's common throughout most of them is you're American Mm -hmm. fighting against Nazis or the Vietnam War yada yada yep for sure corporations um but uh I'm actually for the first time in a long time I'm not gonna say I'm excited but it's actually a game that I will consider playing once it goes maybe below 40 bucks or goes free on PlayStation. I can <laughs> tell you right now, I will still not buy it. Yeah, it's it's tough because the Call of Duty franchise has just been tough for me. And like, I don't want to alienate like anybody who listens to the show who likes Call of Duty. If you like Call of Duty, good on you. Go like, for it. It's 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 your game. It's just it's and I know I'm being kind of hypocritical here, but the whole annual release thing is is you know kind of annoying with that series but i know a lot of people could feel the same way about assassin's creed when assassin's creed was doing that year after year after year after year the difference for me was is the assassin's creed was actually expanding a storyline and it wasn't just okay here's another game with 10 new maps you get to shoot each other on and yeah and that was and that's what kind of kind of like bothered me about the call of duty games it's like Okay, so you're gonna make people spend sixty bucks on new maps, basically, <laughs> to do the same thing they've been doing in every single game. Because seventy-five yeah. percent of these people are not gonna play the campaign. They're not. They're gonna get the game just for the multiplayer. I so. mean, at least they do cool stuff with them. I know a lot of more recent Call of Duties, they've gotten free map packs and free mm-hmm. updates and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Yep. Even yep. Warzone's free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yep. Although the funny thing, I've been when I was watching other streamers, is I guess like the latest Warzone update was like seventy gigs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, but an update is seventy gigs. Like yeah, yeah, that is that is a game. <laughs> it's not but, the biggest game I've seen. But you know, hey, you know, good on good on Activision, good on Treyarch for you know trying to trying to think a little bit outside of the box with this franchise because obviously you you can't bury the call of duty franchise it makes way too much money Uh, and even still after like Mm -hmm. 10 plus years yep 
Yep. I, you know, it's it, essentially like it killed Medal of Honor. <laughs> like, yeah. like Medal of Honor was your. It did come back. They did have that one game. <laughs> that, that, that one. That one game. That one game where they're like, we're gonna try. Like, this is like and then we're years ago. and then we're gonna give up and make Battlefield instead. Yep. <laughs> no, but no. Like seriously, like it, it does look like an interesting game. I do like you know where they're gonna they're going a bit different with it. I do like that they're getting away from the future stuff. Like that was one thing that I thought was weird with some of the was one of the, I think it was one of the Black Ops games and then with Advanced three and with adva- advanced warfare where you've got they're in space <laughs> and stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Here? I mean it's a natural progression of things. I mean I it's... get it. I get it, but I don't know. Like the the whole thing behind Call of Duty is it is it feels like they've tried to ground themselves in realism. And when you start going for things that kind of push that limit a little bit, it starts to become a bit campy. So if they had gone right from the start being like, okay, there's going to, we're going to space, you know, then I would have been like, all right, you know, if we knew there was going to be a natural progression to that, fine. But it seems like every single Call of Duty has been based off of either current events or real, real historical events. So, um, but I don't know. I look forward to it. I'll, I'll check it out. You know, like I said, I mean, unless it's, unless it ends up being free or it goes under 40 bucks, like I can't, I can't see myself dropping 60, even $70 on it when it, when it does hit next gen consoles. Um, but I do like the concept of there being a game based around the cold war. I think that that's, that's pretty awesome. And that's one, that's one time period we haven't really seen in video games. So, I mean, it was a cold war, not hot one so yep it's a lot more intrigue and espionage and that's what i like about it that's that's what i like i mean is it's it's, i mean is it going to be kind of like call of duty meets splinter cell you know (laughs) like that'd be kind of cool you know surprise splinter cell never came oh wait no i'm sorry i'm thinking of that ps1 game siphon filter siphon filter siphon filter good game very very good game so but moving on here, um, last week we got pretty hype because we heard the news that there was going to be a Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady, the makers of the famous Batman Arkham series, which is a big time favorite of mine. But after reading what I read today, um, I'm not going to take away from the games. I still love the games, but even myself was kind of blind to some of the things that were happening in these games and how they could be a representation of what is happening behind the scenes at Rocksteady. Basically what's come out now is there's been a letter that's been put together by pretty much what's being reported as all of the female employees who work for Rocksteady. Um, they all signed the letter anonymously apparently, but it's basically dating events all the way back to when Arkham City was in development. Um, the female uh, female employees are reporting acts of misogyny, groping, uh, anti-LGBTQ statements from co-workers, um, basically just horrible, horrible things that, uh, that seem to be coming more prevalent in the gaming industry right now, and it's not cool. Um, I didn't even think about this, but one thing that was brought up in this letter is that, especially in Arkham City, that 
not only are there male NPCs that end up throwing a lot of um, uh, slurs towards mm-hmm. the female characters that are very sexist, um, but on top of that, there is a crazy hypersexualization of characters like Holly, Harley Quinn and Catwoman. And basically, to be and, fair, though, <laughs> there are already that outside of this company. The the as a whole, for the movies, for the comic books, they are overly sexualized, just in general. But there have been they have been toned down in certain mediums. They have been toned down, like like Harley Quinn's new appearance now with the whole her baseball bat and her her daddy's little slugger t shirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yes, like there is of course like you can you can sexualize anything if you want to. If you're if you're somebody who's got that kind of a mind, you, you can. But I feel like the the crazy amounts of cleavage and super tight clothes and like I kind of get where they're coming from in this statement and the fact that it's it's basically repeated throughout all the games and that every one of the female characters looks like this. And, I mean that's true. You're not wrong. And but. like so so I get it and I think where the problem lies is the fact of you had employees at Rocksteady who spoke about this and had problems with this and rocksteady's remedy was oh we'll watch a one hour video on how to not be sexist in a workplace and then pretend like everything is okay but then you saw the practices continued on in arkham knight and Mm -hmm. now their big concern is okay we've got a suicide suicide squad game where harley quinn is most likely going to be a main character if not the main character of the game and what are they going to do with her and like the same thing they've been doing with her in media for like a while making her an object well that that's it so and i think that's where you know now you've got these these women who are speaking out and i think a lot of them are starting to speak out because of what you saw happen with ubisoft and what's what's basically happening across the gaming industry right now like if you're a scumbag you're gonna get outed now like there is Mm -hmm. there is no room for any of this in the gaming industry anymore like it's not going to be like hollywood where it got you know pushed under the rug for years and years and years and years and years everybody's being vocal about it everybody's sick of it and it's time for it to go like it's it's unacceptable like once again i will go back to my statement in the very very first episode of this podcast saying that video games to me and i think video games to a lot of people are supposed to be an escape it is somewhere where you can actually go to get yourself away from the troubles of the world. Not mm-hmm. saying you need to ignore the troubles of the world. Obviously, you need to face your demons, you need to face your challenges. But sometimes, like, you need that vice to get away. And, you know, I'm sorry, drugs isn't the answer. Drinking isn't the answer. Sometimes video games can be the answer. And obviously, you can get addicted to them. You can get addicted to anything in this life. But I would rather somebody who is frustrated, who's upset, who's depressed sit down and play a video game then go drink themselves to death or go you know go on a bender and you know mm-hmm. just like and and that's just my personal opinion on it people may differ from me and think that you know video games are the bane of existence but i'm sorry i i think video games can be a very 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 therapeutic thing and when you introduce that level of evil into something that's supposed to be therapeutic it's it's terrible it's awful and i'm really really glad that you know you're not seeing you're not seeing like people take a back seat to this like they're stepping up they're 
they're defending themselves, they're defending their coworkers, and and I and I hope I hope this does mean change because it's it's bad, <laughs> in my opinion, it's bad. Um, I mean, I would say yes, all this is bad in terms of the real world workplaces and all that. You go to a job to do your job and not get called a, you know, skank or whatever, what have you. Or be objectified in your own workplace. But I don't think there's a direct connection between how things are portrayed in a video game. Um, I.e. Batman is a superhero. He fights scumbags. There's a lot of scumbags in Batman material. Not just the video game. Mm -hmm. And like I said before... All the characters are also hypersexualized, and it's just how superheroism is overall. Like it even happens to the guys. Most guys are these overly jacked, perfect specimen males, um, and it's just a symptom of like sex cells. And like if you if you could remember any of the comics that were big in the '90s, like uh, Witchblade oh, or yeah. Lady Death way over sexualized yeah, like yeah. beyond imagination by at least today's standards it still happens and it's shitty but people like good looking people mm -hmm. and it's it sucks that like they're the world that we live in is this awful place and like it makes this kind of content but i'm afraid like if this kind of content wasn't the way it was it wouldn't do well at all anyways like comic books as a whole are failing period like dc might not exist in like a few years marvel might be saved because of disney but comic books as a whole even even marvel comic books are so close to just not being a thing anymore it's especially with like covid and all this other stuff comic book stores are usually the ones that fail not the big industries and mm -hmm. if you don't have comic book stores how do you sell comics yep. it's like a domino effect kind of thing yep no and i mean i i get you i get you i i hear that but i guess like where i come you know where my opinion comes in is that You've got a majority of, of women now who have a problem with this. And like I, I think you need to side with the people who are helping you create your content and mm -hmm. not just not just mute their opinion, not just kind of brush what they're saying under the rug. Like like figure it out, you know? And it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes, but but really own up to them you know not not just make a half-assed attempt to make yourself look good in like an article or, or whatever like like actually make an attempt to make the people who are making you successful feel comfortable and oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and that's and that's where my biggest problem comes in is because this was addressed two games ago and the practices were still continued and and i'm not just talking about like what's going on and what was happening in the game itself i mean like they're talking that this continued within the office of like the the creative developers and mm -hmm. and everybody like that so it's not even just from a creative standpoint of what's happening in the game it's the fact of like this stuff is happening in the office and they firmly believe that because this stuff is happening in the office that it is transferring to the game to the medium because they just they don't care that they're being sexist that they're being misogynistic you know and that's what's wrong so what and is batman batman is not 
Batman is not. So I bad think bad guys are bad guys. Yeah, well, that's my real argument of it. Well, it, like even if you clean up one side of it, I don't think you would get rid of this behavior in terms of what bad guys are or what. Because like most of the things, like it's like thugs and like these common criminals in Batman saying these awful things about women or whatnot. The hypersexualization of the characters. That can stop, technically, but, like, in terms of a psychological view of villains, they're bad people, and they do bad things. I mean, it's it's just, like, a factor of life. Like, in, at least in terms of entertainment. Yeah. And, I mean, there there might be some correlation between the two... But, like, it's, like, the same thing of saying, like, video games cause violence. I don't think A equals B in this in this circumstance. No. It sucks. It's awful that it happens in the real world, once again. But, like, I don't really see, even if it was cleaned up, I don't, like I said, see it changing on the, on the medium side of things. It's fair. But that's just, just me. It's fair. It's fair. Well, I mean, all, all I can say is that, like, I, I love the work that Rocksteady has done. You know, it's a, uh, the games are fantastic. And, and like, even, even myself didn't, I never, like, realized it until, you know. Well, they I, I, trash Catwoman <clears throat> and they trash Poison Ivy a lot in Arkham City. Mm -hmm. Like, calling them the B word, C words. Yep. Stuff like that. Yep. So, like, like and, and this never really dawned on me. And, like, it kind of bothers me that it never dawned on me that this stuff was happening. But, I mean, I guess, like, the, the popularity of the game and my love for Batman just kind of... It blinded you. It did. It did. It did. It, it, it made me turn a, you know, a blind eye to it all. Um, but, yeah, common, I mean... A common trope I don't like is... <clears throat> How do you make a bad guy? Oh, he's a rapist. Like, that's super common, especially in early media. That was like the instant how do you make a bad guy thing. And yep. that's shitty that you would bring real life issues like that and be like, nah, that's what he is. And then that's just he's rape man. And then you're like, cool, neat, awesome. <laughs> People deal with this in the real life, but whatever. Cool. Yep. Pew, pew. Yep. Oh, I'm like I, I guess like now I'm kind of curious what's what what Suicide Squad is going to look like, you know, with uh, It's going to be the movie. You think so? It's probably going to be the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never saw by the way. Really? No. Don't no. bother. <laughs> now, Here, here's the thing about the movie. Do you like when movies stop what they're doing to have like a music video thing go off? where there's just like senseless action but there's like a song that's playing way loud over everything going on <laughs> you mean like the entire movie of guardians of the galaxy <laughs> yes like that <laughs> except it gets real old real fast gotcha. and they do that in suicide squad there's probably like gotcha. five moments where it's that i hate that personally you get one you want to have the cool song action scene you get one but if I, I mean, hear another I mean, song play... Guardi Guardians was able to successfully pull off multiple. So. <laughs> I also don't like Guardians. Just going to throw that Ooh. out there. Yeah. I think it's a shit Ladies movie. And gentlemen, I don't like 
episode like eight, the main character. Final, final, final episode of the podcast. We're done after this episode. It's sorry, over. It's sorry, over. everyone. <laughs> I don't like Chris Pratt's character. Oh. And half, half the cast I could do without. Really? Yeah, I don't like Ronan. I think he's portrayed oh. awful. He's like, I mean, dude, he's, he's the most not Ronan ever, <laughs> mind you. Ronan's <laughs> like this really big, intimidating guy. He doesn't have a crew or worshippers or anything. He's like a one man, I'm a destroy a planet army kind of guy, and he's not portrayed that way. <laughs> he's not. There's like some comical moments where they kind of just shit on his character at his cost, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> You, you had a chance to have this really powerful thing. And it would connect to, like, modern things like the scrawl and, like, a lot of Captain Marvel stuff with the Kree and all that. I'm pretty sure he's in Captain Marvel. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. Don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I, I know I let you down on this one, but it's one of the worst Marvel movies, in my opinion. Jeez. I like the oh. second one. I like the second I mean, one. The second, second one's they're good. both, to me, great. Both of them. Both of them, but but man, man, yeah, you're harsh. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm gonna tell you this right now: half of Marvel movies are bad or acceptable. You know what? what? Right, you know what? Fine. Episode ten, we talked about doing a Star Wars episode. I think episode fifteen or episode twenty, we gotta do a Marvel one. We could <laughs> do that. That's perfectly fine. Because I, I need I I need to hear the breakdown of your take of which ones are not good, which ones. Because I I have I, definitely I have some in my opinion that were like me. I mean, this is all about <clears throat> uh, personal tastes. I'm a huge comic book fan. In case no one knows, uh, shocking, I know, but like <laughs> I. Bum, bum. I love heroism. <laughs> Being a hero is the number one thing I care about. Like, that's... There is a quality of heroism that, like, I truly love and appreciate. And I could tell you right now, almost no Marvel movies have that. <laughs> or it's like a throwaway quality that just they have all of a sudden kind of thing. Okay. All yeah. Right. Like I said, we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about this more in yeah. another episode. We're going to do an all-Marvel episode. I think we should do superheroes as a whole. Yeah, okay. That's fine. That's fair. That is fair. I'll have a couple, because... movies. I'll have a couple movies that I need to watch, though, because I have not seen the Justice League movie, and I have not seen Aquaman. Aquaman's and... real good. I've heard that Aquaman Like, is surprisingly good, good too. Like, I, I heard it was good. Like, that's a... If all the the DC movies were like Aquaman, it would have been a smash hit. Would have conquered <laughs> the Marvel movie cinematic universe. Just who? But no, you got you know. I like Man of Steel. A lot of people don't. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. It's great. It's a great movie. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, like I said superhero episode we'll talk more about this <laughs> but moving on here and when we're on the, to on the topic of conquering um it seems like facebook and facebook gaming now has kind of found their corner and where they are going to succeed as far as game streaming goes mm -hmm. um they seem to be quote unquote conquering many of the markets that twitch has not hit yet um, many of the markets include 
places in Asia like the Philippines and and that's not to say Twitch is, isn't in all these areas. They've just managed because Facebook is basically worldwide at this point. Yep. And already people having people established on the Facebook platform made, makes it so much easier for those people who play games to be able to stream on that platform. But the other thing that is making Facebook gaming so big, especially overseas, is the fact of it supports mobile games for streaming and they mm -hmm. have their own built-in games that people can stream right from their profiles. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's becoming actually quite big. Um, this is even something that I've noticed when we started getting into our early days of streaming and we weren't sure if we were going to stick with just Twitch or if we were going to stick with Facebook gaming. And it does seem like there is a heavy, heavy, heavy saturation of, of gamers from the Asian community that are on Facebook gaming. And I mean, like I've seen it before, like, you know, where you're watching a stream and a kid's playing a game and you look down at like, okay, well, he's not holding the controller. He's got his phone in his webcam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's one area where Facebook has kind of cornered the market for themselves is especially with mobile games. Um, but again, hitting markets that Twitch is, they're not in yet. Did um, you did you know that one third of the population of Earth has a Facebook account? I did not know that, but that's an interesting yep. fact. So, I mean, that plays even more into into why Facebook gaming in itself can be successful. Now, here's one area where I don't think it's going to be successful, and that is being able to have top streamers. You're never going to find a ninja or a Dr. Disrespect or anything like that on Facebook. And that's not just because of the fact that, yeah, like Facebook, Facebook gaming, unfortunately, has already been kind of dubbed as uncool. And the reason why you won't see any of like these big names and why you haven't seen any big names, Facebook hasn't offered contracts to anyone. They haven't reached out to any big time streamers to be like, hey, we'll like we'll pay you so many million dollars mm. to come from Twitch. They have a really interesting approach that I was reading about. And the big thing that us as us as streamers as as podcast hosts as mm. youtubers is content and content is your number one thing like we don't have a channel we don't have a podcast we don't have any of that stuff without having content without having good stuff to talk about without having good stuff to share with people facebook is like yeah content's good but it's number two number one is community and I thought that was interesting because typically your community comes from your content. Mm -hmm. And I think for them is they are just trying to take advantage of already the social aspect that Facebook has. That Facebook is already built as a place where you are going to try and connect with people, where you are trying to share your life with people, where you are trying to learn about other people, other people's lives and opinions. Yeah, but it's it, what old people use. <laughs> I'm well, literally quoting hey. like Gen Z. Yeah, no, like I the mean, younger generation literally don't use Facebook because they see it as a thing Grandpa uses, and if Grandpa uses it, it ain't cool. Well, and and I can I I mean I can see that especially from like North American standpoint. But there is a clear, clear, clear population of people 
that are playing and streaming games on Facebook gaming that are very young in their mm-hmm. teens. And like I said, most of them are coming from Asian countries. Which and... are very close to the elderly. There's no, hey, my my grandpa is doing this. No, it's like, oh, yeah, grandpa's doing this. I'm going to play with grandpa. <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't think Facebook is is ever going to take off and be a competitor to Twitch. Uh, Twitch just, they've got that market cornered. Um, I mean, if it was ever an issue, Amazon would just pump money into it to fix mm -hmm. the issue. Yep. I mean, for sure. Um, But I really thought it was interesting that Facebook really took that approach where, like, you know, A, I don't think that after the mixer failure that you're going to see too many big-name streamers take on contracts to go to other services um but i just thought it was really interesting that that facebook they they depend on facebook gaming to just kind of grow on its own um the one thing i I will say about it though is that it does feel like it's already oversaturated Mm -hmm. with people um there isn't a good level of discoverability on there like there is on twitch it's uh it's super crowded. It's very anyone crowded. Because could use it. It's very crowded. And, th- and that's the problem. And, like, there isn't enough on there to make you stand out from other streamers on the platform. Everybody's on Facebook. Facebook looks the same no matter what. The only thing that's going to make you look different is your overlay when you're streaming. Mm-hmm. Or if by some chance somebody goes to your page. But the thing is, is you don't even have to go to someone's page to be able to watch their stream. You open up the Facebook gaming app, you plug in their name, and you get a little video box of them streaming right then and there. So you don't even get directed to their profile when they start streaming. You just get to see the video content. So it's it could be a double-edged sword for them. You know who knows, um, but I, I don't I don't see them like I said, becoming a top competitor. I mean, YouTube. Do they really need to, though? They, they don't. They don't. But there has to be a reason why they're doing this. Like, there has to be a reason. Stay relevant. I mean, I guess you could say that. I guess you could say that. But the thing is, is, like, they've really targeted those markets that Twitch is not in. And so it's... You can tell that, like, they're trying to do something with it. But... Um, it's unfortunate for the people on Mixer um, because I do feel like since Microsoft decided to go with Facebook gaming as their like sponsored stream service and everything that I feel like there should have been something for a lot of the Mixer streamers to go over to Facebook. There should have been some incentive like like just, we'll carry over your, your, your numbers yeah, or carry, carry over your numbers or offer like, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars in, you know, free sponsorship so you can boost your posts so you can build yourself up, but do something because to me, I mean like obviously like the big name streamers who went over to Mixer and then came back to Twitch got most of their following back, but like what about the guys who, you know, only did have like, you know, say a thousand followers and they're only getting like 40 to 50 viewers per stream or whatever, mm. like like those may seem like low numbers to a lot of people, but that's difficult to achieve those numbers and it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to get those numbers unless you are somebody who already has a following someplace else. You got to build it up. Dr. Yep. Disrespect was set up roughly 8 years ago, mm-hmm. apparently. 
Yeah, it like takes he's time. been working at it for a while. Just being a like video game commenter, street mm-hmm. like not technically streamer because you know didn't really exist back then. Yep. But like just having his presence out there, it took him this long to get to the five hundred mark. Yep. Five hundred thousand mark kind of stream. Speaking yep. of, also, Shroud came back to yes. Twitch. Yes, I and saw that. He hit five hundred yep. plus thousand yep. too. And it's like, Ninja, what are you doing? Just. Just like no announcement, no nothing, no spectacle. You're just like, nah, I'll take 69,000. Whatever. I was the number one Twitch person. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? I'm so confused. So, so confused. I mean, the one thing I will say, too, especially comparing um, Facebook and Twitch with the game streaming and stuff is the twitch community is second to none i mean there are so many people in twitch that are supportive um i don't see a lot of trolling i know it happens but you don't see a lot of trolling people actually come into streams they interact with streams i myself am one who just like when i go and watch a stream like i want to interact i want to talk with the streamer i want to get when i go on facebook it's it feels like you're sitting in the waiting room of a doctor's office just waiting for to be called because like nobody's talking, nobody's really chatting. Mm-hmm. And the only people where you do see any type of like chatting or interaction are the people who have already bigger numbers where they're, they've got like 200, 300 viewers and, and like the chat's just going crazy with random stuff. But there's just, there's, there's nothing. And, and, yeah, KC boy here is saying in our in our comments here talking about how Mixer is, is follow for follow and Twitch is more for a grind. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I feel like Facebook is the same thing too. You go through all of these Facebook gaming communities, F for F, F for F, link for yep. link, like it. That's all it is. And there's no growth in follow for follow. I mean, yeah, like you might get a couple views here and there. But most of the time, the end game of people who are doing follow for follow is just it's to a number boost. is just to get you to follow, so they yep. can they can boost up their numbers, and very rarely does that translate to more viewers because they don't care about your content, they don't care I mean, about the, what you are. Like a streamer, if you get another streamer to follow you, you know what they're gonna do. They're going to continue streaming on their platform. They're not going to mm-hmm. waste time watching you, for the most part. And, and that, but that all depends. That all depends because, like, there's, you know, as you and I have already discovered, there's plenty of other streamers in on Twitch, especially who do pop into our streams. Samurai, Stevie Lemons, like those guys, all find time to pop in streams because I do feel like there is a better support community on Twitch. Like, it does seem like there are more people on Twitch that are out there to help you succeed because i mean i just think that a lot of people on twitch are good natured like you know for me when i see that there's people who are supporting our podcast who are supporting our channel it gives me a lot of incentive to go into their streams and support them for a while even if it's five minutes for me to pop into their stream to say hi see what's going on offer some commentary on whatever game they're playing it's it's a community and i feel like that's the only way that you're gonna grow with on twitch is to build a community you 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 can't just be you can't just be lurking the whole time (laughs) i mean that's true um Um, i mean i i've had experience just 
being a viewer, quote unquote, on Twitch for a while, though. And I could tell you, I don't see a lot of what you see. I see, like, booby streamers. I see, like, kind of, like, a lot of arrogance, people talking down to their viewers and, like, a lot of other stuff. Like, once you're big, it seems like you just changed into a different person. I, mean, I, I guess for it's... who we're dealing with now is on the lower end of the spectrum. But like for a lot of the bigger channels I've experienced, like they don't really care. I mean, there's there's other channels that I've been to there on the bigger side. I mean, especially like Harris Heller and the Alpha Gaming channel, like that right there, super supportive channel. Um, I mean, you know, granted, like you're I mean, not, that's fair. I mean, you're not going to saying you're not going to have a one on one conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be slime balls on, on here that are going to be you know wanting to just make money off just, you know over sexualized stuff again. But it's I'm trying to figure out like like the the, the right way to word this, but because like I've I've seen it firsthand, and I and I don't. And I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about with like, you know, like you've seen a lot of like people who who don't necessarily seem like they care about the viewers or they don't care about the subscribers. Like someone someone will get a sub and they'll be like, oh, hey, thanks. And they'll do the fake friend thing. That's super common. Super common. The fake friend thing being like, oh, hey, how's that? Uh, What's that one thing you were talking about last time? They'll do a lot of that stuff where it's like they pretend to know you, but they don't really know you. They recognize the name, but they don't really have anything attached to the name. I mean, I got you. But at the same time, dude, when you're when you're a bigger streamer and you're getting like over a thousand views per per stream, like it's kind of hard to manage a lot of people. And I think I think that I think that that fakeness you're talking about. But like, yeah, granted, some people may just be faking it and it's all bullshit, but I think some of them are faking it to at least make be kind. Yeah, to be exactly to, to be kind. And just because it's impossible for someone to I mean, I'm sorry, like, you know, I've watched I've watched Harris Heller streams and I've I've been in there when he's had one point five K people in there viewing one of his things. And I mean, that chat thing is constantly scrolling up. It's like I like I I'm impressed by the amount of stuff that he is able to address in in those chats. Um, But again, like I'm I'm comparing it to what. I've seen from, I mean, you go like now we've got a bunch of people that we're following our, on our channel and we've got, you know, we've got what, 253 followers now on ours. And if you were to go through like 90% of those followers, you know, you're going to find some good people. And I mean, we've, we've made some good friends I mean, it's Messiah, Samurai, Stevie Lemons, like, yeah, they're all smaller streamers, but they're all affiliates now. And they all became affiliates through growing their community. And, you know, and it's not even just the Twitch, too. Like, Twitch and Twitch and Discord are, like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> they're, like, the best friends. Like, it's, like, those two things are amazing. Um, I I do love all the different Discord communities that I've gotten involved with um, just because it is, like, nothing but support from, from those people. And I think that's another place where you are going to find the more kind-hearted, the better streamers who are out to support. Um I don't think that you can just go on Twitch 
and just be like, okay, I'm going to go into the recommended channels and I'm going to find somebody who's awesome and is going to help me build my channel. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work like that. Like your best bet is to reach out to smaller streamers and then grow from there. Um, you know, so that's just my take on it. Um, uh, but I think that, you know, Facebook has got it. They've got a good thing with what they're doing. I just don't see them overtaking Twitch or replacing Twitch in any way, shape or form. And I do feel bad for all of the, the Mixer people who kind of kind of got screwed over in the end. I um, mean, when Mixer was first announced, though, I knew it was going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could say that. But the, at the time, Twitch didn't really have much of, of a competitor besides YouTube. And like, I'm sorry, like, I'm kind of glad that the, it wasn't a chance for Twitch to kind of monopolize the streaming scene. Uh, even though it is, they do kind of monopolize the streaming scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Twitch wasn't always Twitch, too. Twitch started off as, uh, what was it called? I used to I used to watch bootleg stuff on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if you get the licenses, you could show whatever you want. Yep. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was basically what Twitch is turning into. But before Twitch is now, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yes, Justin, Justin TV. TV. Thank yes, you. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, Casey boy, thank you very much. You're gonna hear your it, name. It, like, it, You're gonna hear your just... name on Apple, Spotify, Google. <laughs> That's right. Plug it. It turned into like this just gross cesspool of people who only cared about the money or booby streamers or like just the fake grossness. Like drunk people, people who pretended to be handicapped. Yep. Like whole bunch of stuff like that, and then and it's Twitch now, but now Twitch is turning back into that. So like I, I don't know. I think it's turning back into that to an extent. To an extent. Like I mean, obviously you're gonna have like you said the booby streamers, and mm-hmm. you're gonna have the 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 ridiculousness and stuff like you're going to have that regardless. I mean, Twitch, Twitch is now a content platform for any type of content. You can be a musician, you can be a cook, you can be an artist, you know, you, you can, can be a pop body painter. Yeah. You could do anything on Twitch. Um, it's, I mean, it's essentially shape. Bec- it's become like a, a direct competitor to YouTube for certain things. Um, <clears throat> I think the focus with, with, uh, Twitch is, of course, on the live streaming aspect of everything, but there is enough content on Twitch that is live now that can rival the content that you can find that's been posted on YouTube for years. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that got me into Twitch was Twitch Plays. Twitch Plays Pokemon, that was the thing where I was like, this is cool. This is like people playing a game together. Yep. And then you don't really see that now. You see, like... You don't really see much of anything like that now. It was just like interesting concepts. Mm-hmm. But like I, I watch like Salty Bet, which is like a Mugen, Mugen, Mugen. like Mugen. Uh, yep, auto fighter thing. Yep, yep. love it. Um, I, I watch FT, FFT Battlegrounds, which is a Final Fantasy Tactics version of Salty Bet. Like mm-hmm. I do a lot. I, I do watch a lot of automated things personally on yep. Twitch. I don't really watch people anymore. That's fair. I don't know. Like for me, me it's for me, it's just it's finding the right people. Like there have definitely been some streamers that I popped into, and it's like, all right, 
This dude hasn't talked the entire stream. This dude is not answering his chat the entire stream. Uh, <laughs> like, all right. Like, it doesn't give me... Like, I'm not going on Twitch anymore just to watch somebody play a video game. I, I'm there to interact with another gamer because I'm, I'm a gamer. I mean, it's just like if I were to walk into a bar wearing my devil's jersey and I see another guy wearing a devil's jersey. Obviously, I'm probably going to walk up to that dude and be like, hey, man. What'd you think of the game last night? You know, it's and that's that's me going into Twitch. Like for, I'm for me, if I want to watch people play games, I actually just watch YouTube because it's edited content. It's not like full of fluff or like just people like running down a hallway trying to get to the objective. Mm. Like it's like just point, 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 point. But dropped gunner. <laughs> drop gunner talking about the buffalo sabers so i'm going to interject here a little bit drop gunner if you see this hat you see this hat that i'm wearing people on spotify can't see it but i'm wearing my devil's hat because i'm a massive new jersey devils fan but the funny thing is is i am currently located in buffalo so there you go <laughs> but anyways um with uh with Twitch, I don't know. Like, like I was skeptical when we were first going to start doing any type of streaming. Like, I, I didn't think that it was a community for me. I mm. thought it was mostly going to be tweens and, and young teenagers just screaming at Call of Duty. And, you know, come to, come to find out, like, they're... It, it's what? Old people, people it's, in their thirties. No, there's there's definitely like a good community of, of older people, which is why I was really happy that we just we decided to bring this show to Twitch and and do more on it. Um, dropped Gunner, one of our viewers here right now, is wow, you're from Buffalo, dude. Bill's Mafia. Well, not trying to give out my location, but I only live like two miles away from the stadium, so. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so for me, Twitch has become an amazing, amazing place. Um, you know, any of the, the quote unquote booby streamers and stuff, I just avoid those channels and, and I find other ones and I, I feel like I'm making a lot of friends overseas, a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, a lot of UK people, uh, our friend Messiah in Sweden. Um, it's, uh, it's been really, really cool to actually be able to meet people in different countries and interact with them through this and granted it's not the same as you know face-to-face -face interaction but it's the next closest thing so um i don't know i'm uh i'm happy that we're on twitch and i'm kind of happy that we're moving this show exclusively i told you boy to twitch streaming <laughs> i i told you yeah it's it's fun dude streaming it's fun it's fun i i love the community and i could ramble and rant on about uh about twitch all night because it's it's been an awesome place to be a lot of a lot of cool people twitch discord awesome shout out that cr gaming community again because they're awesome <laughs> but it's all about really where you join and who yeah. you're watching mm -hmm. oh, at the end sure. of the day for sure and and one thing that i've i've learned with a lot of these communities is you know a lot of them aren't going to just take advantage of you. Like you are going to get in return what you put in. You know, if you're someone who is there supporting another streamer, then most likely they're going to be there to support you. 
And that's one thing that I've really, really liked about Twitch. I mean, it's like, uh, God, how many Facebook posts have we put up? I mean, between you and me combined, we probably have a thousand friends on Facebook. And no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I keep it low. I keep it the only people I know or met in real life. So I only have like technically 100 friends yep. on my Facebook. Yep. Um, I get you. I mean, I have I have like 400 something and most of them are people that I know in person. Um, but again, like we can, you know, we can share a link to our podcast every single day on our Facebook and is is it really going to drive up our daily numbers? Probably not. Probably maybe not. by one. Yeah, or maybe. like someone was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't check this week's out." Yeah, but instantly, like I went on to one of the communities that I met through Twitch and shared the podcast link, and within five minutes, we had six downloads. So again, it's it, it's a lot of people who are really really community driven. There's there's not a lot of selfishness involved, and. Mm. If there is any level of selfishness, it's it's really handled like the right way. Like you know, if you're in a Discord and you're not not uh, putting in you know your your part of the work, then you're gonna get booted out of that Discord. If you're someone who's on a stream and you're not providing valuable content to other streamers and you're not supporting other streamers, you're not gonna grow as fast as a streamer who is. So, it's you know it. It's a good place. In my opinion, it's a good place to be, and I actually enjoy spending more time on Twitch than I do on any other social media platform right now because it's it's you meet cool people and you get to watch video games. Like Is it social media? I wouldn't consider it social media, but it's it's a platform where you like are It's an entertainment platform. It is an entertainment yeah, platform, yeah. but there is a social aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's true for say YouTube, but YouTube comments. I don't know if you heard the rumor. Mostly awful. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Which is why, again, why I'm glad we chose Twitch as our primary live streaming <laughs> area. Because Facebook, we're going to get no interaction whatsoever. And YouTube, I'm probably just going to get made fun of because my face is so shiny on streams all the time lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just something you got to take care of, you know, consider as, you know. Yep. I don't know if you heard, Corey, but I'm black, and people on the internet say some bad things about black folk. No, yeah, no, they, no, they don't. You wouldn't figure. No, because, they you know, don't. Animosity and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, they don't say bad things about you. What are you talking about? This is America. Yep, we're equal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm being sarcastic, people who are listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Audio. <laughs> there's, there's sarcasm I'm sure there. they could hear the sarcasm. Probably. Probably. Can. I hope you do. I, I hope so. I really do. <laughs> but since we're on the topic of streaming and everything, one thing that has come to light here is that PC gaming is massive right now massive probably the biggest it's been in ages i'm trying i was trying to think of a good date to reference back to of when pc gaming might have like <laughs> been, it's been a growing thing it's been a, it's it's been a massively growing thing but 
the crazy thing, and this was a study based off of, it was 3.1 billion gamers worldwide. 3.1 billion with a B, okay? 48% of those gamers are PC gamers. And <laughs> it makes me question, hmm, PC Master Race? Real thing? <laughs> I mean, it's more of like technology hasn't advanced as drastically as it did in the earlier generations of gaming. So it's easier to have a PC that will play modern-ish games. That's really what it breaks down to. What was really interesting about that, though, is how the numbers are broken down worldwide. And 1.4 billion of, the, of that 3.1 billion are in Asia. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that several countries don't get the consoles like we mm -hmm. do, uh, or they're just way too expensive for people to be able to afford them. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that could be another reason too why we are seeing correlation with Facebook yeah, having computers, having like a good computer that, or at least a computer that would have been good, say four years ago. It's probably stupid cheap to yep. have a computer like that yep. anywhere in the world at this point, just because of how computer tech advances. Mm -hmm. Like you're not slapping in two eight twenty eighties into like a thing, but you could have like you know. I wish I was <laughs> like a seven hundred nine hundred. Yep, and they'll still do you fine. Yep, yep. Um, so we had one point four billion in Asia, and then six hundred and sixty eight million in Europe which makes sense to me considering the amount of people in the UK and Europe that I have been encountering and meeting through Twitch and through Discord and everything. Um, so at first that number kind of surprised me, uh, but then it was like, well, and it doesn't because honestly, like every three streams I'm coming across, it's somebody with a British accent, an Irish accent, a Scottish accent, Swedish yeah. accent. Another uh, thing to consider too is um, even if consoles were big not every region gets the same games too like yep. for sometimes they don't get localized we're lucky to live in the states because more times than not if there is a country to get anything localized out of say japan we probably the first market they think of mm -hmm. uh, that's not so much true for like uh the uk there's a lot of squaresoft games that just never released there yep in comparison to say here but I'm wondering if, you know, you see these numbers now, if, if something like that would change. Because North America, North America is the lowest on the list as far but as... But it's also two-thirds of the population. I mean, it's true. It's true. But I, I just, it's, it's interesting to me that even Latin America has a higher number of PC gamers than North America does. So, I mean, it's... It's all about population, really. Yeah. I mean, it does, these numbers aren't that surprising. Like, obviously, there's one point any billion in Asia that has mm -hmm. any one thing. Well, they're like, talking, they're talking PC game. This is PC only. I'm more surprised that there is two-thirds of Americans that are PC gamers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean... That's that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, so, with PC being a hot subject right now... Chromebooks. Chromebooks. Machine that we thought was just going to be built for work, school. There's Browsers. nothing. 
there's I mean literally they are tablets with keyboards mm. and nothing super powerful about them um, NVIDIA GeForce Now is now available on Chromebooks and that surprises me isn't that the the streaming it is thing a streaming. they were doing but I thought they stopped doing that though oh, oh no okay nope 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 but now essentially you can play any game in your pc collection as long as it's you know compatible with the service which most games are um you can play any of your pc games on a chromebook what shocked me about that is that to me why the hell would you want stadia if you can <sighs> go with this um the th here's here's the thing I'm just going to break this down. You, you said that the GeForce Now is any PC games you already own. Yes. Stadia is a streaming service you have to pay for and then also pay almost full retail most times mm -hmm. for any of the games mm -hmm. you don't yep. legally own. Yep. Obviously, I'm surprised Stadia is even a, a conversation piece at this point. Just like the business model alone boggles my mind. Like... They should at well, least be cut down to half. I cost. think. I think they know that they're not going to be able to compete with PlayStation with Microsoft as far as like being a you know a gaming Streaming. service. Yeah. Um, I think for them is they're hoping to capitalize on the people who are not willing to on spend grandma. And not, not just grandma, not just grandma. You're going to have a good number of people who, like, don't want to spend. I mean, now we're getting rumors that the Xbox, when it comes out, is going to be $600. Like, there's going to be people who yeah. don't want to pay that. And there's going to be people who don't want to pay 400 They don't want to pay 300 And if you're giving them access, yeah, like, no matter what, like, okay, a new game comes out, it's $60 on Xbox, it's $60 on PlayStation, it's $60 on the Stadia. The difference is, is the people who are playing it on Stadia didn't need to invest in a $500 console in, a, in order to play that $60 game. Yeah, that's, you have, that's a fair assessment. But yes, you do have to pay a monthly subscription and stuff. But most of the time, that monthly subscription is going to equate into more than just you getting just the game. You're going to get access to free games. You're going to get access to content. So, like, here's here's the thing, though. I'm leaning For back. I'm leaning game back. Game Pass and now. <laughs> You could play those on your PCs and soon enough on your phones. Right. And the the price, roughly the same per monthly, but you're not paying for your games. Most of the time, the exclusives, say for Xbox, are going to be on there. And yeah. those are going to come out at launch yep. and stuff. I just don't... The business model, for me, even if you're like, I don't want to spend this much on a console, which is ridiculous, by the way, just buy a used one. Right, like you don't even have to get the current gen; you can get last gen, play video mm -hmm. games. Um, it's the fact that it's still a streaming thing, but you're also playing for full retail of these games, which a service might not even exist too. Yeah, and that's yeah. true for PSN and the Xbox Store. Yep. Hopefully, that never happens. It did happen to the Wii Store. It doesn't exist anymore. Period. Like if you owned any Wii games that were rare and you downloaded them. You can't get those boys anymore. They're gone forever. They don't exist. It's just <sighs> for what they wanted to sell people. It just doesn't make sense to have the high prices for the games themselves. 
like I said, if they added a discount or like, hey, this month, if you buy this game, it'll be on your account. But it's $30. They don't do stuff like that either. Like, they don't try to have sales. They don't. The, the game prices are set by the developers. So they don't have any control over over that. It's just they want to be able to make sure that these games are available for whatever people are using the service. Other so. companies and platforms, though, can enforce pricing. They don't because they want to leave it to developers. Which, i.e. Steam, for example. I mean, I Steam. think I think what like my whole thing behind this is is that like I'm kind of surprised that Google didn't pull an Apple here and be like, okay, like no, we're not gonna allow the the Nvidia service to be uh, something you could use. That we're not mm. gonna allow Game Pass to be something we could use. If you have an Android phone, Stadia is it. Now, they might I now, eventually though. Now, but the thing is, I applaud them for not doing that. I do. I applaud them. Um, but at this point, like the service itself, especially now that you're introducing the fact that the Nvidia service is going to work on Chromebooks and on Android, like you're you're opening up competition mm. that already has laid its framework that's already grounded as a service that's already familiar in the gaming community mm-hmm. and i feel like if stadia was going to be successful that it should have allowed itself to get big on its own before some of these things were allowed to be introduced mm-hmm. into google's platform because and, and another thing about google though is they didn't go as far as apple because apple is crazy mm-hmm. But they did say, you know what, Epic? Nah. Oh, I know. I know. Games. I know. Apple, on the other hand, is literally, if you have Epic affiliation for any games you produce, it's being removed from the Apple service. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, mean, they did make that one video. So I kind of get Apple because it's kind of like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, everybody, there was a Fortnite video where it's like everyone's gathered up and it's like all gray and it's like this big apple dude comes on screen and he's like obey bye blah 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 and then there's the one person in color like running away and it's Fortnite lady and she's like i'm a hero and then apple saw that they weren't happy i mean well no i mean they compared it to 1984 so <laughs> yeah it's a good movie <laughs> Um, same as network check that out that's no it's 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 interesting um like i'm curious if if stadia will be i mean obviously there is enough of a demand for it for them to actually continue to make it because i was i was a beta tester for stadia when it first Mm. came out they gave us a free copy of assassin's creed odyssey it ran like shit (laughs) but but like they they could have said okay like there's no way we're going to be able to compete Obviously, something happened that allowed them to well, think that, okay, we're going to be able to compete, and they kept going with it. And here's the thing, though. This is a kind of semi-known thing about Google. You are paid for broad projects you get off the ground. They do not need to be successful. So they have a lot of projects that were kind of established, i.e. Google Glass. It didn't mm-hmm. work out for common or commercial use, but there is like a business side of it that is out there and like a lot of their business mentality is hey if you could get a project started 
cool. It doesn't have to last. And, like, it kind of speaks out about Stadia in certain ways. I think for them is they just, they, like, they try and get money for the patents. So just in yeah, case. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. in case something is successful, then they've got the then, mm-hmm. they've got the, the patents, they've got the ownership, and it's ready to go. I mean, it's not, a, it's, it's not a stupid thing to do. So, no, no. But, but, like. But Stadia has been it a It pr- weakens your view of a company that launches this fails failed projects not to say google has a lot of failed projects because they don't <laughs> but i could see how like the common person be like why would i support this if they're just gonna because i know that was a big thing for some gamers out there it was like why would i support this because it seems like it's built to fail mm-hmm. um even like today they're like they say 4k is possible there aren't 4k games on stadia to my knowledge currently um if not currently Recently, they didn't have any 4K games available. I don't know about that because, I mean, maybe there isn't, but there definitely will be because, like, their big selling point for the Stadia is that if you get a Chromecast Ultra, that that is capable of doing 4K 60 FPS. So, um, like, I don't know if that's native 4K or if they're just upscaling to 4K. It'd be it'd be interesting. I mean, the only thing I've done with Stadia so far is I I was the beta tester when they put Assassin's Creed Odyssey out on it, and this was like two years ago. Um, and just recently, I re-downloaded it on my phone because you got the free copy of, of Destiny Two to mm. to play on it to test it out. And honestly, I was kind of shocked at how well Destiny ran on it on my phone of all things. Um, so. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. Do I think Stadia is going to become, like, the next hot thing? No. Um, do I think that they... You know, I mean, it's too late for even that. Yeah, well, for sure, it's, it's too late for that. But I'm, I'm curious how long it will last with now it having its own competitors on its... I mean, essentially, it's like having the PlayStation Store on your Xbox or Steam on your Xbox, mm. you know? I mean, that's that's what it's come down to. Um, I think the only area where you're going to see a difference is people who are going to be running Stadia on a Chromecast or a Chromecast Ultra where you can't get, say, the Game Pass or you can't get the NVIDIA service. Mm-hmm. But a majority of people are going to be on their tablets, they're going to be on their phones, or they're going to be on their Chromebooks. So now you've opened up the market for competition on those platforms that it's it, it's interesting to me. It's really interesting to me, and it, it makes me wonder if Google will do something about it because, I mean... <laughs> If they were going to, you would have thought right away that, like, they why... They would have already done it. Like, yeah, why the hell would we allow this NVIDIA service on Chromebooks? I think, <laughs> it, I think it's a part of just, like, they don't have faith that they can compete, so, like, why yeah. try? They probably get licensing fee costs and, like, all this yeah. other stuff, so... Yep. Like, you're but, making money. Them as a whole is making money. Yeah, I don't sure. think they really care unless they start no. losing money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you want to know what, at the end of the day... I am all for finding more ways to get good games in people's hands. So, you know, at the end of the day, if we got five different services that are available on your on your phone to play games on and everybody's playing games and everybody's happy, then thumbs up. Like <laughs> as long as it's cross-platform, it shouldn't really matter. That's that's 
that's one thing that like I've I've been wanting more from games is more cross-platform. There's so many games that have been coming out lately that are like, you know, oh, we're co-op, we're multiplayer. But like why why is it that certain games like are able to handle the cross-platform thing? But then other ones, it's such a challenge. Like I thought, I thought for Probably, sure, I thought it's for either sure. paid or they don't have the manpower. Yeah, I mean, I thought for sure Fall Guys when that came out was going to be cross-platform between PC and and I know they plan on making it cross-platform yeah. down the road, but I mean, like, I don't know. There's just certain games out there. I think like Overcooked Two is another one that's not mm-hmm. cross-platform. What's like why? I mean, it's <laughs> why? just the symptoms of we've had this bun in the oven so long mm-hmm. we need to get it out there to yeah. make money back yeah and no, they just sure. worry about it after the fact a lot of the times i know is like uh for a while this isn't true anymore but it costs a lot of money to get anything on to uh uh xbox yep. um not so much in the one generation but i know for the 360 it costs a lot of money to get anything certified um and also, did you know, audio viewers, I might have brought this up, that the first game to ever release that was true cross-platform, i.e. on everything it was ever released on, is a Power Rangers fighting game. Really? Yeah. Battle of the Grid was the first game to be on everything and play across anything. What was that on? Xbox, Xbox One, PS4, Oh, okay, Steam, so a more modern game, okay. Stadia. Like it's it's out now. It's called Battle of Grids. Interesting. Yeah, it's a really good fighting game too. Like, <laughs> it's a really good fighting game. Nice. I, I played it on now, and like, it's smooth. It feels good. Combos are simple. It has mm-hmm. simple control. And the fact that I th- there's a fifth uh, platform I didn't mention: uh, Steam, Stadia, PS4, Xbox. I want to say Nintendo, but I don't know if it's on the Switch. But, like, it's true all five of those things. So, I mean, Epic's a platform now, but let's yep. let's just say Steam is PC. It's just yeah. to throw yeah. that out there. Yep. And it's funny when we talk about Steam now, too, because, like, when I got back into PC gaming, I was like, oh, you get all your games from Steam now. And it's like, well, wait, no, there's, there's other places you can get your games from. Yeah, like, like GOG, if you yeah. want older games. Yep, yep. I've, um, become, I've become a big fan of that Green Man gaming site because their, their sales on there, to me, have been even better than the Steam sales. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It's interesting to see now that the competition, as far as gaming goes, is now, you know, it's become more digital. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I mean, who would have thought Sega Channel were going to be innovators? <laughs> Sega was the original innovators. What are you talking That's about? That's what I'm saying. Who would have thought? Did you know the Dreamcast had internet? It was yes. the first console to have internet. Yes. And it died. It, it was like Icarus. It got too close to the sun, <laughs> and its wings melted, and it plummeted to the ground. I mean, did, did, you, did you have Sega Channel as a kid? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, like, Come on. It's like who didn't? <laughs> I mean, unless you plug that boy in, you got like 30, 40 games. Exactly, and some of and, them Japanese exclusive, and what? some, and sometimes you got demos for games that hadn't even come out they, yet. They had games exclusively <laughs> for Sega Channel yep. too. There was like a Bugs Money game that only came yep. out on it. Although I remember the days, too, when, you know, mom and dad couldn't pay the cable bill on time. It's like, no! Yeah. 
It was rough. I gotta actually take this cartridge out. Which, do you remember? The Sega Channel cartridge was actually a pain in the ass to, to put in and take out. Yeah, because um, you couldn't move it too far. Add, yeah. add, add a cable inside the back. Yes. So, like, if your console was, like, too far up, you had to be like, I'm going to stuff you in there. But, like, <laughs> if you don't have the space, how do you get it in there kind of thing? So, for all you all you youngins out there who, who don't know what we're referring to, the Sega Genesis had the f- first official technical game streaming service uh it was a cartridge almost with like a weird big block thing attached to the top of it and your cable line like a regular coaxial cable that would go into the back of your cable box would plug right into this cartridge and when you booted it up you would get brought to a menu where like ashton said there would be like 30 40 games for you to just have fun with and it would get updated every single month there would be there would be demos for games that hadn't even come out yet i mean without sega channel i never would have played vector man i never would have played the earthworm gym series i probably never would have played sonic 3 i mean i mean i'm sorry i would have played these games but i would have had to go out of my way to get them and i mean i was a sega kid yeah, I mean, I was saying I I liked my Nintendo, but once I got a Genesis, oh, oh, it was on, it was on Sonic, Golden Axe, Vector Man, <laughs> Comic Zone, <laughs> Comic Zone, mad hard, mad hard. Did you know it's super easy to get the bad ending in the game? I beat it. That's right. I beat Comic Zone. <laughs> Shit is hard. <laughs> It's funny since we're on the uh, on the topic of old games here. I was watching a YouTube video. It was breaking down like games with the worst endings ever, and one of them was um, was it Ghouls and Ghosts? I think it was. It's the one where you're oh, like, where you have to play the game twice. Yeah, yeah, and and like the first the first time you beat the game, it's like this was all an illusion created. Dream. It was. was And it starts you at the first stage again. Well, that's the thing. But the funny thing is, when it ends, it's like this was this was all an illusion created by Satan. It's like what? Like really? And 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 then when you beat the game a second time and you save the princess, it's like. You saved the princess and lived happily ever, af- ever, ever after while gaining much strength. It's like, wait, wait, what? And it had much- congratulations, <laughs> but it was spelt like congratulations. Yeah, and then and then and then they used and then they used the word strength, strong, strong. <laughs> it's like your last name with a th on the end. <laughs> yeah, that's me, Ashton Strongth. <laughs> I'm going to call you that from now on. You can find me on uh, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Google, wherever you find your podcast. Hey! <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I I miss, 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 miss my Sega channel. I remember having Sega channel, and I had Game Gear TV as well. That little adapter you plug into your, your Game Gear that had an antenna on it. You could pick up local I never TV. I had a Game Gear. Oh, I loved the Game Gear. The problem was, is it took six AA batteries, and yeah. they would and they would die in like two hours. I, I had a I had a Nomad, which was okay. just a handheld yeah. Genesis. Yep. Didn't it play Game Gear games too, though? Uh, no. No, it didn't. Nope. I thought it did for some reason. Oh well. Oh well. Um. So yeah. 
speaking of our trip down memory lane with games, Here it comes. there was a fan-made remake of GoldenEye that was in the works. I have been waiting to talk about this. <laughs> Why? Because if you're making something, shut up about it. <laughs> yes. Just shut your mouth until you're done. Then release it on the internet. Why do people promote things that are illegal? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it ha- There was a Chrono Trigger remake that was in full 3D called Chrono Dream. Yeah, Square got, canceled that. Shocking. Who would have thought? There's, there's tons of games that just could have existed, but people don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, to all the youngins out there, if you don't, if you don't remember, GoldenEye was probably the shooter that the kind of, first real successful co-op split screen shooter yes or just multiplayer deathmatch shooter yeah. like i mean it it was it was the game that kicked it off ran at 12 frames a second <laughs> it was the hot hot game on the nintendo 64 Hotness. you could play if a you... character that was so much shorter than everyone else <laughs> you couldn't really hit him yep Perfectly balanced as all things should be. So we did get one GoldenEye remake on the PS3, which was awful. It was complete garbage. Um, and the this new game was in developed by not even indie studio, just fans remaking it. Um, was supposed to capture the feel of playing the original one. Um, and just kind of have updated and modernized graphics and, of course, support for more players and more Mm. game modes and everything. And unfortunately, MGM, the studio that is behind making the Bond movies, threw them a cease and desist letter, said, you got to stop. You can't do it anymore. Shocking. Yeah, which it's, 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 and I know Ashton is being sarcastic here. But it's not shocking. <laughs> it's not. But there's one of two reasons why this is happening. One, because you've got a greedy movie studio who is not going to let anybody make any type of money off of any property that they own. Hold, hold on. Is it greedy? Because technically, if you don't fight against copyright, apparently you lose your rights to your stuff. So you have to make legal action to keep your things your things. Yeah. Which, so it's it's not really like a, I mean you could see it as a greedy thing, but it's more of like if we don't do this, anyone could make Bond movies and ruin the franchise. Oh no, no, for sure, for sure. I guess greed wasn't the the best choice of word. I think it's it's more or less. To me, like, I get what you're saying there, but instead of shutting down a project, they could have promoted it. They exactly. More involved, exactly. Hire them out. Yeah. Promote easily. it, or or at least listen to them and see what they're doing and buy the idea off of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like, you don't become successful in the movie industry, in the gaming industry, in the music industry without having people that support the content. Mm-hmm. And I think that recreating uh, old pieces of content, reimagining things, whether if it's fan or another studio, is it's paying homage to those things. And I think especially if you're a company that's already raked in millions, if not if not billions of dollars off of one property, then you shouldn't be so anal about a couple fans who are putting together a remake. And 
I mean, there was no intention of them to monetize this either. No. There no, wasn't. Never. I mean, this is this is just like when Capcom went after the dudes who were remaking Resident Evil 2. Yeah. So this is where I was going with this. Does this mean they did this because we are going to see a new reimagined I mean, Goldeneye? Probably. We probably will. We probably will. I mean, come I mean, on, dude. This is this is the day of this is the day of re, the age of remakes and remasters and reimagines and everything. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, ev- every property is going to get rebooted. Doesn't matter what it was. It's going to get rebooted somehow. And Where's Quantum Leap? Just kidding. Although, make <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, I'd be I'd be about that. Like, you want to bring back Quantum Leap? Like, let's do it. <laughs> I was just talking about it with Carl the other day. Just like, hey man, remember? Like, we're just making like jokes about. Soon the next jump will be the jump home because like we're playing Eve online. You have yep. to jump from star to star kind of thing. <laughs> so that just kind of came up. But yep. I, I want to bring this back to an earlier point. Sega, Sega. is hugely <laughs> known for just being super chill about Sonic and mm-hmm. fan projects yep. of Sonic. Yep. Super chill. Just like, <laughs> hey man, you want to do it? Sonic Mania itself was made by the top fan producers mm-hmm. of fan games. Yep. I mean, I know I know you don't you don't play it. But my kids play Roblox religiously, and mm. Sonic is like a staple character in Roblox now. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and it's not because Sega was like, "Oh, here, have Sonic to use." It's just people like Sonic that much that they decided to put him into the Roblox games. So it's uh, it's. I like what Sega does. I like that Sega is just like, I mean, Grand, they're not making consoles and stuff anymore, and they're not really making a ton of games besides some arcade games and stuff. And, and of course, they like... They make a decent chunk of stuff. And decent. <laughs> decent. It's not like well-known stuff. Yeah. Or like popular big things. But, you know, they got Yakuza, mm-hmm. Yakuza off-brand games, you know. Yep. They do some things in here. No, but like I said, I mean, I don't think it was necessary to shove a cease and desist letter. What I do think is great is that these guys were like, hey, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep making the game. We're just going to call it something different. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's how... Um, there's a really good fighting game out there that was originally a fan game that was going to be based off of My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. They got a cease and desist letter, and you know what they turned it into? fighting herds and it's it was going to be at evo this year mm-hmm. no evo but it had solid uh uh net code it had like it was you know it's popular mm-hmm. people like it out there yep. and also to bring it to an earlier note you said capcom went after the resident evil 2 guys but did you know that uh there was a mega man x street fighter thing that started off a fan thing, and then they did get support, and it became officially a launch. So, like, some it's really weird what the companies yeah. really care about. Yep, Resident Evil, I get because it's like they're one of their big franchises, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter being the top. I would say Resident Evil is probably like number two for them. At one point, though, Resident Evil was number one. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, it was. So, there's a lot of life in that franchise, and there's a lot of money in that franchise, too. But, I mean, again, I just go back to the point of like like does a cease and desist letter need to be the first option like if it was a bit like okay if they got like a like someone saying like hey guys like you know this 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 bond game cool we we appreciate you being fans but we got something in the works 
Like, let's let's work together on something. Let's we want to well, hear I'm your sure, ideas. Like things like this happen. So where cease and desists aren't the first thing that happen. Just yeah. more of like, hey, we're aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just be aware that we're aware of what you're doing. Yep. Um, like, but like once again, if they didn't do that, there's the potential of losing. This yeah. happened classically to Double Dragon. At one point, <laughs> there were four separate companies that thought they owned the rights to Double Dragon because no one fought copyright claim. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Double Dragon. When are we going to get a reboot of that? <laughs> probably never. Well, there was Neon. I mean, like, hey, uh, hey. There was. There was, there was. like five years ago, there ten was, years ago. I forgot about that. I was going to say, I mean, we got a new Streets of Rage. Like, I think don't think it would be that unlikely to get a new Double Dragon. And it's funny because, like, I, I downloaded this Genesis collection on Steam just because my girlfriend is, you know, a big fan of Sega Genesis games, and she loved Golden Axe. And I'm like, man... They gotta make a modern Golden Axe game. They I tried thought, that. They did. <laughs> Beast Rider. And, yep, and failed <laughs> yep. horribly. Yep. <laughs> so, but while we're on our little another trip, this is our second trip down nostalgia lane here. Recent leak: Ubisoft is now going to be releasing a remake, not a remaster. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. A remake. This rumor of Prince of Persia. It the ended, sands of time. It ended up leaking on a store down in Central America, I think, somewhere. Um, and then it was quickly taken down. It was titled Prince of Persia Remake on it. So obviously that we know that there is some form of a remake coming. Um, it's supposedly going to be available this holiday season. So it's something that's it's already... weird that we haven't seen anything. Exactly. And that's what I was just about to say, that we haven't seen anything at all and it makes me wonder if it's going to be a if it is going to be like a triple a title or if it's just going to be one of these like okay 20 25 dollar games that's going to be you know in the store i Um, think it's uh because i've heard this rumor from like hardcore prince of persia fans apparently they did want to show something they couldn't because they didn't have the time but it's supposed to be a full remake of sands of time the ps2 one Mm -hmm. that came out Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. Which It'd was be a, cool. which was an amazing game. <laughs> it's it's a really good game. Um, it's a solid game too. Like mm-hmm. just overall, that's probably one of the best Prince of Persia ones besides the like 2008 Prince of Persia. Yep, that one was really cool. Um, but it's one of those games where it was like, hey, you want the real ending? Buy DLC. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, please, companies. Yeah, don't, don't make me don't, buy the real no. ending. Of no. anything. Nope. You're bastards. Yep. Yes, you are. Um, so the other thing that I thought was interesting about that is the game is, from what's being reported, exclusive to the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. That doesn't really make sense. I'm like, why only those two when you could put it on Xbox One too? Yeah, and that's what I was curious about. Like, why? But I don't know. It probably has to do with some sort of licensing or just maybe there were errors maybe they just couldn't get it to run properly on on an xbox console because why would why wouldn't it come out on pc either you know yeah that's true so that's that's my whole thing because and me and me like my opinion and from what i know from based on hardware that an xbox is a lot closer to a pc than a playstation is yeah Uh, um, 100 percent. so 
you know, I mean, it could be that. It could be that. It could be licensing. You know, who knows? Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited because if it is like you're saying, a Sands of Time remake, then I'm then I'm definitely sold. Like, I will probably pick it up. Maybe not brand new, but because <laughs> like it's it's a big franchise. Like it has like ten plus games in the overall franchise. Like I'm surprised it hasn't come out for this generation at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like one of those things where it's like, how is this not here now? Like, See, it was it was funny because when I when I played the first Assassin's Creed, I'm like, are they gonna tie this into Prince of Persia somehow? <laughs> I thought they were in some way going to. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same thing. But um, but yeah, um, I'm you know I'm stoked. I'm stoked to see Prince of Persia return. It'll be cool to see it. I'm just curious. You know, like I said, if it is going to be a full-blown remake of Sands of Time, if it's going to be a reimagining of Sands of Time, if it's going to be, is is it going to be from a 3D perspective like it was originally, or is it going to be from a side-scrolling platformer like the original Prince of Persia? It would probably be the the 3D full, yeah, like open world. It would probably be an open world kind of thing. Yep. Um, But yeah, here's hoping. Yeah, Um, but another rumor that recently came out and was squashed was for whatever reason it, this ran rampant across gaming websites and gaming news and I mean it even made its way to IGN was that the PlayStation 5 struggles with 4K 60 FPS that it even struggles with 4K 30 FPS and this isn't the first thing the first time this came up though because there was uh Miles Morales had a release where it was like uh, something about the options where it was like optimal frame rate or optimal resolution kind of thing Mm -hmm. where it hinted at there would be like either choose resolution or frame rate. So like I'm not saying it's not true and I'm sure like first party games will probably do 4K at 60. But the thing is that's not that's not anything new. You can play Sekiro right now. You can play Evil Within, and you go into the options, and there are options to choose whether if you want better graphical performance mm. or or just better frame rate. Yeah. Like, there's nothing new about that. So, like, if they're to continue... Well, I think it's more of the combination of the two together. But I think for some people that, you know, like... These are $500 consoles. They're not $2,000 PCs. Mm. So... People can't expect to go and buy a PS5 and expect it to look as good as a system running, you know, you know, dual 2080 Ti's. I mean, that's true. But, you know, I've said this before, like when consoles launch, there is that slim window where consoles are stronger than the current standard for PCs. And then the gap for PCs is obviously a lot longer Mm -hmm. after a certain point. Mm -hmm. And like... I want consoles to be strong enough and technically they should be at this point because like that was the big promise with fours is that they could do 4k and 60 and most of the time it's like 4k around 40 so like I think that in order I think that in order for consoles to find a way to keep up with PC is they need to find ways to make their stuff a module 
yes, up- upgradable like a PC. You I mean, should they, be. You they should be able. The whole SKU though, like they sh- did with the Pro. You you should be able to upgrade your GPU. You should be able to put more RAM in your system. Like you should be able to treat your console almost like a PC, and that that I think would level the playing field a little bit, but. Um, it would just make them more expensive in the long run. They can't guarantee they would make money. I see why they don't do that. Right, right. And they much rather just be like, here's a pro. Because apparently, right now, there's already speculation that there will be a PS5 pro. Um, with games that come out, okay? So we'll use the PS5, for example. All right. A game that comes out for the PS5 that is say three years down the road we'll say for speculation purposes hypothesis Mm. whatever we'll say infamous four is coming okay okay and it's going to be on pc as well okay all right three years after a console releases that game is going to age better on a PC than it will on a console in today's day and age because you have the option of making the game run better and look better through playing it on PC. And I think that with console games right now that yeah, I mean, still, like, I love my PS4. I like my Xbox One. I think games look great on them. But I have recently been kind of awoken to what what a PC can do if you mm-hmm. have the right setup for it. I mean, I have, I've played Sekiro now for a couple weeks, and I have watched several videos now of people with, like, you know, uh, replaying certain bosses or just I've watched streamers playing the game and they're playing it on PC and oh my god does it look so much better and run so much smoother on PC than it does on PlayStation and that's where I think that consoles are never going to be able to keep up with PC because it's going to get to a point where a game is going to run better on a PC than it will on the console no matter what game it is i mean i think that's an obvious point to make though because uh just of the power of being able to pick your parts and all this optimization Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean for me personally i like pc gaming and there's a lot of games that are best to play on pc or you don't even see on consoles a lot Mm -hmm. of the times they're strategy games or these big vast games uh uh that you wouldn't really see anywhere else. But, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, I'm still technically a console gamer. When yeah. I play games, mm-hmm. like, I still play through and play. I got PlayStation now. Like, it's fine to have all the bells and whistles. You want your things to look the best you can. But, frankly enough, they're fine. <laughs> they're okay. I Just mean, make I'm, the I'm, frame rates good. And, yeah. like, most of the time, I don't personally care. Just, like, uh, Death Stranding is a good example. When it was released on Steam, like, a couple weeks ago, it has, in its settings, low, default, high, and ultra. Mm-hmm. Default being what the specs would have been for the PlayStation. And... um 
Uh, like if if that's really what you're going after, and to have your PlayStation be the medium settings, like that game's gorgeous already. Oh so, yeah. Like yeah. Is is two thousand dollars worth having your games be better looking than what they do now? For some people, it is. I mean, I think I think the problem is now is that you have you have televisions and you have monitors and you have everything that are capable of handling a certain amount of power and if you don't have a console that's pushing that power to its limit then you are going to have a certain number of number of people who are going to feel like they are getting an inferior product so i mean i understand you dude like you've never been a person who's been about graphics or anything i have like a that. 4k tv i have a pro so like to a certain extent yeah like the, like to you it doesn't affect you that much but there is there there are people out there who they'll buy a game and they'll buy something just because they want it to look the best that it possibly can. I mean, I mean, we wouldn't have had a running joke of like, can it run crisis if people didn't care about mm-hmm. games looking and running the best that they possibly can. Um, I'm not trying to shit on consoles. You know, I'm a console gamer too. 90% of the games you see me streaming, right now, I'm streaming on console. <laughs> well, like, so, I, I think here's why I don't like it as a whole is it pushes technology out too early so it's overly priced for when it does come out it pushes game devs to go through crunch to the point where they might kill themselves just to make these games as pretty as they can when frankly enough it's fine and also this is a big big push for why games are more expensive i much rather games not be expensive I much rather games just be okay. Again, though, dude, you're 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 in a very very specific category of gamer. You mean like they're? I think it's more niche to want the best of best. I mean, I don't because if 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 it was, you wouldn't have console wars. You wouldn't have people trying to shit on the PlayStation. I mean, that's just tribalism, though. Like, people are always going to think that the thing they like is the best thing they like. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, me, for one, I, I am one who, like, if, again, I go back to my, my Sekiro reference. Like, there is a part of me that feels like I'm being cheated out of the full experience the game can give me because... I'm playing an inferior version on console. So it's not stopping me from playing the game. I'm still going to enjoy it because I don't have like, yes, I could, I could get Sekiro for PC and play it on PC instead, but I already have it for PlayStation. So why would I do that? (laughs) I mean, there's, don't get me wrong too. Again, I have a 2060 in my, my computer Mm -hmm. because I got a 2060 as well. I was getting bottlenecked for certain games. I don't like being bottlenecked. It didn't. It has more uh, VRAM than what I had prior, so it allows me to do more or have more things on screen. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like I don't care a certain. Ba- it's like the resolution, like argument. Like, yeah, 4K is cool, but for like a PC, my face is already so close to the screen, and like, it's just. Eh, eh. Eh, you get what I'm saying, <laughs> Internet. I'm just saying, like, 
I understand. I don't want to devalue people who care about those kind of things, right. too. I'm just saying there's like... Yeah, Ashton, stop shitting on my dreams. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that it's not a healthy simp- sif- uh, healthy factor of my games, the game industry. My games need to be running at 8K, 300 FPS. <laughs> that game is going to cost $80. Take my money. Shut up and take my money. (laughs) What about the person who doesn't get to see their family because Mr. Slave Driver (laughs) is like, no. All right, all right. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of this factors into, like, the bad side of the game industry where it's, like, it's gross. That's that's really what it, like, I I appreciate it. I I want my games to run in 60 all the time. Yeah. Frankly Mm -hmm. enough. Anything below 60s garbage. I hate it. Can't stand it because it looks chunky. But that's because I got used to 60. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just, so our it's good. Just, our, 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 we, we, we got a little interruption in the show here. Not interruption. This is this is not. This is actually a welcome welcome distraction. Samurai Evo says, "I heard this is the best podcast on Twitch. Can you confirm?" Uh, yeah, because you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, I, I was hoping you were going to jump into the shameless plug after that. No problem. <laughs> I knew where it was going. We're also the best podcast on Twitch. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, wherever you want to listen or watch us, wherever, whatever. Watch well, no. us. No, no. <laughs> but if you want to watch us live. Yeah. Twitch. I mean, you could, I mean, you could catch VODs or, you know, I take you my you could. recordings and I break them down into smaller bits for YouTube. <laughs> it's an archive channel, basically. Oh, I love Bookface. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said I love Facebook. Uh, well, that was a... Uh... That's pretty much it for gaming news there. I mean, I, we did talk quite a bit about this stuff, but there really wasn't a lot. There's, I don't think we're going to get too much more big news until it actually we actually get some confirmed I dates much, on consoles. I'd much rather have smaller bits where we could have actual discussions, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. For like, sure. News is cool, for but sure. like we broke down these subjects like a pro. We did. We're professionals we did. here. Us. Episode 8. It's almost like you could listen to our podcasts on Spotify, <laughs> Google, and Apple. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to find the best ways to do that. <laughs> you know what, Ashton? That's why our numbers are going up so much right now. <laughs> it's, not all the, it's not all the promotion on social media. It's not all these discords that I'm sharing the podcast in. It's the plugs. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna... leave, no. They need to know that the podcasts are already listening to. They can listen to on Spotify, Apple, and Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, professional. Also, also, don't forget that it's not. It hasn't been officially approved yet, but our show will also be available on Amazon. Oh, that's true. Yes. So. You can find it, find it on Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify. <laughs> Just gonna make it alphabetized. The Acapulco. Yes. A- app. <laughs> Hold on. X. X. What's G? What does G make? Ch. Ash. Z. A A G S. Acronym's not working. It's not. No, it would be SAG. It would be SAG. We're not the Screen Actors Guild. S A A G. <laughs> We're on SAG. You could just 
clip that. <laughs> We're saggy. <laughs> but yeah. So enough with the plugs. We're done with plugging. Are you sure about that? Yeah. No. There will be more plugs. Don't don't get it twisted. I got plugs ready whenever. My computer's plugged into one. But we got entertainment. We both watched a really cool movie we on did. Netflix. We did. Um, movie we are referring to is Project Power. It was just released uh, a couple days, days ago? ago. Two days ago. Uh, it's a Netflix exclusive film. Stars Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, really, really cool concepts behind it. Um, I thought it was going to be more like the Limitless movie, and it ended up being kind of cooler than than that. I mean, I like Limitless for what it was, but I do like that Project Power still had a comic booky feel to yes, it. Yes, it does. Um, like the whole concept for everyone knows, yep. it's a technological pill that gives you a superpower for five minutes. Your power is specific to you. You don't know what you get until you take it. Sometimes it's a good power. Like, I don't know, invulnerability. Sometimes it's I'm going to freeze to death and turn into a crystal. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, the, the, I thought it was really cool that they... I, I wish they would have dove a little bit more into how people got their specific powers what i did i'm sure there's gonna be i i'm pretty like 100 percent sure gonna, there'll be a sequel there's gonna be a sequel for like, sure there has to be a sequel with the focus on uh jordan what i thought was gonna be or what i thought was really really cool about about it and the whole concept behind it is that they equated it to what different animals do yes. in their habitats like from animals who can regulate their body temperature on their own, animals like you know that frog that can break its own bones to to use as yeah, weapons. Yeah, yeah. And Armadillos like just, with their shields. Exactly, and- like all different stuff. And I like how they use that as kind of like, okay, what your you know ability was going to be. Like what what is it? They basically were trying to hinting at the fact that humans possess hidden genes that are linked to all animals across the world basically all life across I the mean, world I mean it makes sense and it does it makes perfect sense we um, share a lot of our genome with like guinea pigs and uh rats mice and stuff mm-hmm. so i thought it was really cool that you know the 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 quote unquote powers that people got were it was very related to it's, things that animals can it's just super do in nature grounded every day. in a certain way too it is it is um you know there were parts of it Minus that I, one. when the one thing that i didn't really like about the um the movie was the opening scene seemed very uh, kind of campy it seemed very run-of-the-mill like okay you know there's some secret deal going down and it was like okay this is like every action movie <laughs> that's ever happened and that part kind of set me off a little bit where i'm like okay maybe this isn't i'm not going to enjoy this as, as much as i thought but man like that movie was it was a roller coaster to be honest with you yeah. like it was good it was uh, good a big thing i wanted to say about this mm-hmm. is that was a very strong but not in your face black support movie oh it's very rich in black culture modern 
like in urban environment, mm-hmm. black cultures, and mm-hmm. it's not in your face at all. It's not like, although I do appreciate it, it's not like, hey, Black uh, uh, Black Panther, where it's like, you're from Africa. For one, most slaves yep. weren't from Africa. They were from islands. Um, and it's not just like, it's not black exploitation. It's none of that. It's like literally just like real life people just being people trying to make it. And uh, they really paint this well with, uh, I want to say she's tech. She's kind of like the main character because she's in most of the movie mm-hmm. versus uh, Jamie Foxx yep. or Jordan. Yep. Uh, Robin, she's like this like 16-year-old little girl. She doesn't do well in school, but she's got rap skills. And like, like she's very positive. She tries to help out her mother who's in a rough mm-hmm. mind. Like she's just doing what she's got to do. And like, I like... It's just nice. It's it's just it's good feeling as as a person of the black persuasion. It I hate to use this word because I feel like this word has been thrown around in as an insult where it's not it shouldn't be an insult, but it it wasn't pandering. No. No, it, that's a big thing of how I feel about modern inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it feels panderish or like you're like, I use this, I'm going to use this as an example. The modern Star Wars trilogy. You got, you know, Finn, you got female lead, you got all this other stuff. It didn't really feel like their characters, more of like, hey, there's trophies, we're doing, we're doing the thing. Look, we mm-hmm. got a black dude. He mm-hmm. might be the main, he might be a Jedi. Look at him. Yep. And it's, it's, I'm not saying it's entirely like that with the modern trilogy. It's just like it does kind of come off that way. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes off that way with a lot of more big spectacle movies, yep. too. Yep. Like anything that really comes out of Hollywood. Yep. What I thought was cool about this movie is the movie is, is set in New Orleans. And I'm like, Orleans. and I'm like, we got to get some Cole McGrath. <laughs> he's going to. He's... <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome. That movie been cool. movie ends and it's just Kessler appears out of nowhere. <laughs> Gotta change the world. Oh, that'd be so cool if that happened. <laughs> but no, I mean, like if if anybody hasn't seen it yet, it's I mean it's only been on Netflix for a couple of days, so I'm sure a good number of you have not seen it yet. Definitely it's the check number it out. one on Netflix. It is. It is a number one right now. Um, it it was better than I expected it to be. Um, the I thought it was going to be a show. I did too. I, I did didn't too. realize it was going to be a movie. But like you said, l- let's not be surprised if there's a sequel that comes. Oh, it's so set up <laughs> to be cut for a big striving point. Um, the main antagonist's goal are to extend the five minutes to forever. Mm-hmm. Um, guaranteed. That's what's going to happen in the second movie. Yep. Because, like, I was, there, <laughs> there's so much focus on it. I was going to bring up a point about a certain part in the movie, but then I realized I'll be spoiling the movie, and I can't do that. So, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Unless so. we put a timer on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could. We could. We could. That's how but. a lot of people do address spoilers. They're like, hey, give me five minutes. <laughs> five minutes from now. I don't got five minutes. <laughs> I don't got five well, minutes. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, if if uh, if you haven't seen it yet, people, seriously, check out Project Power. It's a uh, really, really, really good movie. Surprised me 
better than I expected it to be. I mean, I knew it was going to be good. It's got a good cast in it, so, but it was, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. It was action packed. That's for sure. There was, oh my God, there was so much action mm-hmm. in that movie. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, check it out. I do know that coming up here, it just started today. I haven't watched the first episode yet, and I'm going to correct myself. This is this is me correcting myself right now. Okay. Um, last week I had talked about the the documentary series High Score that's mm-hmm. going to be coming to Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's out. It is out. It started today. So I'm saying yeah. it started today. I initially said on the last episode that it was going to be a just a straight up documentary, just like one movie, couple hours long. That's what it was. No, this is a series. This this. How, is, all right. <laughs> How did we get these mixed up? Project <laughs> Power should have been a series. That should have been a movie. It's really that simple, but sure. But no, part of me is glad that this that High Score is going to be a series because their goal in this documentary is to cover everything from mm. the birth of the console up to esports and streaming and everything now. And I'm sorry, if you really want to get some good coverage of that, you cannot do it in one episode. I mean, no, that's fair. You, like, you gotta have breakdown by mm-hmm, breakdown, mm-hmm. like the Atari generation alone. <laughs> the part that I'm looking forward to the most is to hear Mario talking about Sonic and the Sega Genesis. <laughs> that sounds super cool. Because I mean, as I said last time, we got the guy who voiced Mario is going to be narrating the mm-hmm. entire series. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, something else that I wrapped up watching, and I can't remember if we had actually talked about this on. Um, one of the previous episodes is I watched all six episodes of the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries. I didn't realize there was six episodes. Yep. I stopped halfway. Yep. Um, There's the French episode, like episode three. Yep. And I was like, I'm not watching a whole thing. <laughs> in France. I'm sorry. I mean, that was one thing that I liked about it is that they went around the world with some of the stuff. Um, what I think is really cool right now is that it has actually brought attention back to some of these cases. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, especially, I think it was episode, is that episode four or episode five? Um, there was a, um, a house party that I think it was either in Alabama. I think it was Alabama where this took place. But there were these friends who all got invited to this house party that was like 40 minutes south of where they all lived. They didn't know like anybody at this party, but the the party took place at a house in a small town that the population of the town was only like a thousand people mm. and um, uh, like farmland everywhere. And one of the people in this group that traveled down to the party was black and the people who were mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. at the party, like they told everything about like what happened, you know, that everything seemed like it was cool. But then some people took you know, suddenly ish- it was not cool. Yeah. Some people took issue with this guy because he was black. And then um, as people started to leave the party, there was only, you know, the black guy and his one friend left and the one friend left to go get cigarettes and he was going to come back. Well, when he left, I guess he got turned or he didn't know where he was going. He got lost and everything. He gets back to the party and, or no, I'm sorry. He ends up 
calling back to the house and being told that his friend was gone, that he caught a ride or something like that. And so he just went home and he left. So oh, come no, to he find out. murdered. Well, that's just it. Like, yeah, you know, like all of a sudden he disappears and they're, they found like articles of his clothing in one spot and it just, it turned into this big cover up in this town. And like, even like they're even talking about like the police covered it up and everything. And, and like, it just kind of like went away. And now because this show came out and they covered it again, like it reopened the case completely this? and it got like national attention. And I think that's one good thing that's come from the series is that, you know, it's bringing attention to things that lost it. And this, this would be the third time a documentary series on Netflix reopened cases. Mm -hmm. It happened with how to make a murder. Yep. It happened with tiger King. Yep. And now this, yep. Um, but I mean, there was, there was some crazy stuff with unsolved mysteries. Like there was one with alien abductions and Here, that... here's the thing though Corey. <laughs> there's no creepy guy to scare you why is there no guy to narrate <laughs> what's going on and be like is the murderer in your bathroom now what Tonight, were they thinking tonight's episode of unsolved mysteries yeah that guy used to get nightmares <laughs> i'd be like oh my god there's a serial killer out there he's gonna murder my face have you ever wandered off into the night leaving your children at home alone <laughs> they do, wouldn't leave me my mom do was you a know, single parent do you know who's looking in your windows every night <laughs> i had big open windows no i mean i get i get you but like I feel like in today's television, the unless you're in like a like a game show, the a host is not really a thing anymore. Um, it should have been. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like I, I like where it was. It's a direct connection from you to the story. There's no middleman that's trying to hype it up before you go into it. You are getting the story raw and, and you are to form your own opinions and you form your own theories and like do your own investigation if you want to into certain things. You don't have a guy in, in the middle who is either setting you up for what to believe or confirming your beliefs. And well, like I'm I said, just, I mean, I'm just like, going to say I stopped <laughs> watching it, though. Just, yeah, just to throw that out there. That's fair. Like that's it's, fair. It was just, you know, I was, you know, kind of into it. It's like, yeah, how did these people disappear? But there mm -hmm. wasn't like any extra intrigue. And I feel like that's what it, I needed from it. Mm -hmm. It's just like someone to actually be like, yeah, this is crazy. And it only happened like a year ago. And like just stuff like that. Yeah. Like for me personally, for someone who grew up on Unsolved Mysteries. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did it, too. It kind of, for me personally, needed that factor. Not, it didn't even have to be like a guy on camera. It could have just been like a voiceover dude just being like, you know, this instead of the actual investigators, but you know, yeah, get them on there. I get why they did it, but at the same time, maybe have a little extra, a little salt on it, a little salt bay it. Well, I thought, and it was funny because I thought if any place was going to do a reboot of Unsolved Mysteries, it was going to be Amazon. Because I don't know if you know or not, but the original Unsolved Mysteries is on Amazon. All, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. But here's the cool thing. They go back and they update the episodes. 
So if oh, there's like a, like add stuff to the yes, end, like yes. we did find this yes. dude. Yep. And we still didn't know where this man is. Yep. He's still in your bathroom. Yep. So like so when you watch one of the original episodes, when the credits start to roll, it'll do like one of those breaking news alerts with like beep 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 breaking. It's like or no, it'll say update. Oh, that's <laughs> and, cool. and it'll be like and it'll be like, you know, uh they'll go in like like October 2014 friggin suspect in the murder case was actually apprehended <laughs> like so yeah so you can go back and you can watch old episodes of unsolved mysteries and come to find out if they were solved or not <laughs> oh <laughs> yep that's neat yep so um but yeah I mean as far as, as, far as stuff that, that before I've we watched. uh pop on to anything else while we're talking about Netflix mm-hmm. there is something I did watch while compiling and exporting my videos mm-hmm. i watched the first season of altered carbon what's that it's a it's like a sci-fi future show i don't know if you've ever seen it but 50 percent of shows out there now are sci-fi future shows yeah. so it's based off a book okay and it's basically people in society basically get to the point where you can you get a chip put in you that downloads your consciousness and like that's where you exist quote unquote so it's and like upload i don't know what that is upload upload is the it's an amazon show that um it's a comedy i think it's it's i think it's from the same dude who did the office in parks and rec um basically when you die your consciousness gets uploaded into like this social media platform and that's what the show is is in like the social media world like you're um, it, yeah. no you so. just get it's a chip that they'll then replant into a empty quote unquote body okay so like humanism dies basically because no one cares the threat of death no longer is there you can't really die if your chip is destroyed you're dead but like most cases people who like say someone who got hit by a truck they would just take their little it's called a stack Mm -hmm. a little chip plant it into a prisoner or someone who had their stack removed it's called being put on ice this you know what this does sound like this sounds kind of like that bruce willis movie what the hell was that? Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's um where everyone like lives in the in like fake robot bodies. Yes. Yeah. And, like society as a whole just doesn't go anywhere. Yes. They're all in these like beds. It's yes. kinda <laughs> like that, but people are, you know, you don't have a bed, you have a thing inside of you. I need to look and up like what you can upload your consciousness to the virtual reality and like there's a bunch of other stuff that can happen. He's basically the main character of the show. Um, he's like a revolutionary. Um, this is like way in the future too. Like there's like mm-hmm. colony planets out there, like forty some other planets that civilization has a hold of. Surrogates. Yes. Yep. It is surrogates. Surrogates. Yep. Um, yep. And the main character is like he fights for a force that thinks death is better than what became of it because people stopped caring about the human body they stopped caring about like basic humanity and stuff because there's no fear like the rich people rich people have backups of their disc so if anything happens to it they could just upload into a new one they have clones of their bodies so like you have the rich society taking this technology and living for basically forever 
like one of the characters lives for uh, someone's married for like a hundred years to this one person they have 29 some kid, pit kids and like super wealthy and all this and that's actually what the show is about it's like a murder mystery um this dude gets killed he dies and he doesn't remember someone blinks his memory out from the last 48 hours and the main character basically gets resurrected he's like this revolutionary and he gets put into a, a, a prisoner and he's just like go solve this crime and it's like 250 years in the future for him and he's just like well okay whatever and it breaks down to like a lot of cool stuff and it's like very mysterious like like it's kind of sad in some ways too because that is what society would do with this kind of technology uh-huh. is like we would just evolve into people and like you know rich people get away with stuff that poor people can't but it's really good. Yeah, I've checked that out. There's two seasons. I'll definitely have to check that out. I, um, <clears throat> uh, as per your suggestion, um, started. I only watched one episode so far. Uh, Umbrella Academy. Yay! So, what do you think of that first episode? It was good. It was good. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in for episode two. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. But uh, I did check out a little bit of season two of Altered Carbon. And there's mm-hmm. like an anime movie out there too that's kind of like in the, the in between. Uh, Falcon is actually the lead character, the lead actor in season two from MCU. Oh, nice. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Anthony Mackie. Yes. Yep. He's like the lead. From what I saw, season two, not as good as season one. But, you know, watch yes, season that, one. That happens sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. That happens sometimes with series. I would recommend it. It's like season one is like a nine out of ten now, season. Is that, is that Netflix or Amazon? Yeah, that's Netflix. Netflix? Okay. I okay. think it's ten episodes a season. They're like 40-ish minutes long. Nice. So. I'll, have to, I'll have to check that one out. So I don't know if you had anything else, but my final thing for the entertainment news is something that I'm, I'm – I'm – pretty excited about because i loved these movies but bill and ted 3 is now not getting a theatrical release our theaters even open open excuse me um there well the thing is is there's there are some theaters in some states that have started limited openings Mm -hmm. um but like drive-ins are open right now like you do drive-ins and stuff like that but no movies are getting like major theatrical releases we are starting to see some that are that mm-hmm. are going to be coming like there's a Russell Crowe movie that's coming out like in two weeks that's a theatrical release only, um, <clears throat> but the movie I'm referencing right now is Bill and Ted Three, <laughs> <laughs> titled Bill and Ted Face the Music. Love it, absolutely love the title. The one thing that I'm going to say is is not going to be the same is like there's no George Carlin, and I mean but, he did, <laughs> he is, he is, um, but. I'm excited for this. There are some clips that have come out that have been like, okay, maybe this won't be as good as it's hyped. There's but, a reason why it's fod. <laughs> but it is coming straight to VOD. There is not going to be a theatrical release anymore. Uh, and the funny thing is, is it's going to be available next week. Originally, it was not slated until I have a holiday release in theaters this year, which, I mean, I guess was definitely a marketing thing. 
Mm. Um, it, uh, but it coming out already kind of, kind of surprised me, but at the same time, it's like, we don't know what's going to, what the world is going to be like come the holiday season. And I'm not going to start taking us down a, a train of death of- and decay <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> The zombie apocalypse is coming. The flu virus and the COVID virus are going to mutate into the G virus. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty bad. It would be really bad. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I love Keanu Reeves. I loved the original two Bill and Ted's. Um, it was kind of funny that I didn't realize that, like you know, the whole phone box there and it was a big doctor who ripoff until i became a doctor who fan and mm-hmm. and i don't hate them for it i don't hate them for it at all <laughs> i mean it's fair but it's a time machine but it's uh it'll be exciting to see that and i'll probably rent it when it comes out so wasn't really a fan of the first one the first bill and ted yeah just the second it, one the second one's amazing yeah the sec- it's just ridiculous <laughs> it it's just it's like how does all this time travel stuff work out? No, nah, that's cool. They're cool with God. <laughs> that's how time travel works. You become cool with li- I'm not kidding, people. <laughs> Literal God. Like, hey, big man. Like, they're looking up to this light. Hey, what's up, bro? Totally wicked. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, but hopefully... Mm, won't be next week, but maybe the week after. I'll be able to talk about it a little bit because I, I will most likely rent it um i am going to be out of town next week hmm. so we haven't really decided yet whether or not we were going to record again before i take off or if we we're just going to take the week off next week what day do you leave sunday okay so um i mean we might be able to do a little bonus episode saturday night or something like that if you want to um so but we will be sure to keep everybody updated if we do um but if not week off, it'll be a week off next week and then the following week we'll we'll be back with with episode nine we'll figure it out and let everybody know but but then from there we're so close we have a star wars episode yes. coming up everybody episode 10 will be our star wars exclusive episode we're we, gonna do specials like this every big mm-hmm. moment big yep. specials yeah so that'll be that'll be fun so i think we can start to wrap things up now, and we got a, uh, we got my two truths and a lie. Are you a liar? Are you telling me the truth? <laughs> so, number one, I made three hundred dollars selling Ninja Turtle action figures and playset at a yard sale when I okay. was ten years old. Damn. <laughs> number two I used to make an average of about $40 a week in high school junior high by burning people both CDs and copied PlayStation games All right. I made over $500 modding people's PlayStation games in order to play those copied games. Okay. Which one's the lie? Modding their PlayStations, not their games. 
modding, modding the PlayStation systems. Yes. So I, I would sell, sell, copy. Sell the games. Sell the games. Sell mod the the mods. Mod the systems and sell the Ninja Turtles. But the thing is, is, the, is, is which one? Which one is true? Which, which, which ones are true? Which ones are the lie? But you tell us, Internet. Yes, and I think we are going to try and figure out a way to start doing these as a poll. Fan posts. Yes. Um, Facebook. You can do it on Twitter, probably. Yeah, I'm I, pretty well, sure Twitter still I think, has polls. I think you can do it on Instagram as well, but I don't know how it all works. So I'm yelling at you, Facebook, right now for taking away polls. Like, yeah, was, why? Like, who does that? <laughs> why would you do that? Admittedly, you did it last year, but like. <laughs> Why? It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. It's a part of business. <laughs> We're just going to do away with this useful tool. It's like, I feel like Facebook just finds ways to make itself intentionally worse. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the lizard man? He's a lizard man. Yes, he is a lizard He's man. He's a robot. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to hurt your feelings, Mark. <laughs> You're a rich person, though, so poor, I don't really care. Get poor over Mark, it. who shows... Buy yourself some tissues. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, who shows no emotion anytime Zero. he talks. <laughs> none. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> He's married. He has a kid. You wouldn't even know he ever fell in love. <laughs> no. He I'm, probably has I'm knows? beginning to think he's like a replicant or something. <laughs> he is a replicant. He's a lizard man. But hey, Corey, did you know you can find our podcast on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, just... and Google? <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcast. I was just going to close the episode with our with our little plug. So yes, anybody who joined us tonight live, thank you for coming to hang out. If you didn't happen to catch us live, then you can always listen to the episode on Thursday. As soon as it goes up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon soon. But basically, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, there's a pretty good chance you are going to be able to find our show. Just We're do a, on it. Do a search for the Midlife Gamers. Or That's us. go to our Facebook page, go to Twitter, go anywhere. And we have links up to where you can get to our show. But definitely, if you ever get the chance, come hang out with us on Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, where we do the show live. And you get to... Hang out with us while we talk about video games. Um, if you decide to chat with us in the chat, if we find stuff that is kind of relevant to the show, we will call it out and answer mm -hmm. questions. Um, and we are going to be doing a lot with this channel to grow it, make it bigger, make it more accessible to people who like to talk about video games and who like to hear us talk about video games. So again, you want to listen to the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you want to watch us live, twitch.tv slash MLG podcast. And you will also be able to find the videos posted on pretty much all of our social media and YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so we were doing the show live on both Twitch and Facebook. But now going forward, this, exclusive. Is, this is exclusive to Twitch. So if you're not on Twitch, get on Twitch. It's a good place to Check be. Check out our streams, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ashton and I have been streaming a lot more gameplay lately. We've been mm. torturing ourselves with From Software games. He's play, mm -hmm. been playing Bloodborne. I've been playing Sekiro. Um, but it's been fun. We've been getting a lot of awesome people coming in and hanging out with us. That will be an opportunity to come and 
chat with us more, talk to us, get to know us a little bit more. Give us your opinions on games. What are your favorite games to play? We want to hear yeah. from we want to hear from the listeners and the viewers. What do you like to play? What do you like to do? What games are you looking forward to? Are you a PC gamer? Are you a console gamer? Are you a mobile gamer? Are you a board gamer? Oh. Yeah. See? But um <laughs> I I'd like to stream normally on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. I will no longer be streaming on Wednesday, and I will probably move that day either off or to Thursdays. Okay. Probably to Thursdays. I have been typically streaming late at night. Um, my stream has been starting around like 9.30, sometimes almost 10 o'clock at night, and I roll until like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. That's getting difficult for me to do, so I have now started streaming more during the daytime. Um, it's all pending. I have kids, mm-hmm. so it's all pending on when you know I can actually do it, but lately it's been it's been working out pretty well where I can get on for a couple hours during the day, and so... There's our a good. Goal, our goal is to have Corey stream before the podcast too. Yes. So that you don't have to leave. You could check out some gameplay, and then you're still here. You're amped. You're ready for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that would be that'd be cool if we can get it to work that way. If not, we'll uh, we'll get it going. We're gonna figure it out. We are super super thankful though for everybody who has tuned in so far. I mean, this is episode eight right now. I mean, we are hitting some great numbers on downloads for people listening. We have having some awesome viewers coming in. So this is this has been great. And again, I will say this has been kind of a dream come true for both me and I think for Ashton too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's awesome that we've been able to share our our love for this hobby. That's what I, I I guess the best way I can put it. So I again I know I've said it a thousand times. I made a video doing it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for the support so far. We wouldn't have the show without we love you guys. You. Yes, yes, we do love you. And, uh, and also remember, <laughs> special content coming up to YouTube too. Yes. Yep. Don't forget, yep. I'm playing. I'm try, I'm gaming more. Yep. I'm ma- recording more. Things are going to be specific just for there. So, you know, yep. we're doing everything. We're doing we a little are. bit A, a little bit B. We well, love you. We want you entertained. Yes. You. I'm pointing you. <laughs> um, if, uh, and if you want to reach out to us personally, um, you can either email the show. It's uh, the guys at the midlifegamers.com, or you can hit us up on either one of our Twitter accounts. I am at Upstate Devil, and Ashton, we'll plug yours. I don't have Twitter. You don't have Twitter? I thought you no, did. I deleted Twitter. Made you me depressed. Twitter? Aww. Yeah. Too bad. Social Too media bad. is a curse on mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Social media is a beautiful, beautiful platform. <laughs> don't don't lie to people. People know what it is. People know what it is. It gets yeah. it gives us it gets us to you, but at the same time, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors. Don't don't let yourself feel bad about what you see out there. Don't compare yourself. <laughs> this is why I don't have a Twitter because that's what I did. Well, fine. Don't reach out to Ashton. You can reach out to me. <laughs> I mean, you can reach out to the page. I'm on the page. You on the Facebook page? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but thank you again, everyone. And if we don't see you again before the end of the week, we will see you week after next when I return from my vacation. Mm. But until then. Have a fantastic night, everybody, and...